Hello, beautiful people. It is full first round fallout. Feel good Friday, April 29th, 2022. This show begins now. Yeah. Yeah, thank you enough for joining us yet again. Last night was obviously spectacular. I mean, the first round of the NFL draft was a story of runs, wasn't it, boys? Mm, it really yes, was. It was. First, it was the defensive ends. Mm -hmm. Then it was the offensive tackles. Yep. Then it was the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Then it was, oh, no, there ain't no wide receivers left. Let's go trade, 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 trade. The only quarterback that was taken was Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers. If the Pittsburgh Steelers don't take Kenny Pickett there, does the rest of the NFL think to themselves, well, Tomlin and Colbert have been able to see this guy for the last five years. How come they didn't take Pickett? If he didn't take Pickett, would Pickett then fall mightily yeah. because of such a thing, especially in the NFL when, oh, did they not go to his birthday party? Because right. eventually oh, come up. Mm -hmm. It was an incredible evening. We can't thank you enough for joining us last night. Uh, we did obvious hilarious numbers. So thank you so much for watching. Thank, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much to Ari Mirov uh, yeah. for going to work, <laughs> yeah. letting those things eat. Also, Doran Dickerson, former player, yeah. also tipping picks out there. Congrats to him getting into the oh, game. baby. Appreciate that. Uh, I guess we were ahead of the uh, main network broadcast uh, by a few minutes on some of the picks. We did not mean to do that. We uh, do not apologize for it at all. That's just the internet being fucking better than you guys yet again. Bingo. Uh, it was a fun night, obviously, at Boston Connor, dressed up in a uh, star... Stormtrooper, sure. Star st Trooper. Stormtrooper storm costume. And you guys, uh, New England Patriots, make a massive move and draft somebody that Sean McVay thought was going to be on the board at 100 and something. Uh -huh. uh, good old... Cole Strange. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. I'm juiced. I mean, once you saw the face mask, you knew, okay, this guy's going to be a hell of a player. And I listened to uh, People a Stranger when they're a stranger. Probably like a hundred times since we've drafted him, so I'm juiced. I'm already printing the 69 jerseys with Strange on the back, so, I mean, we're back to the Super Bowl. You guys should make hats that just have the metal. Oh, mm. just the duck face mask? Hat and the glasses that Into, have the, the vibe, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love the fact that New England Patriots fans are the only fans that are like, yep, that's what Bill does. Uh -huh. We don't know who the fuck this guy <laughs> is, but hey, did you guys win? Fucking six Super Bowls just like that? I, have you? No? Okay. If this guy wants to draft somebody from nobody university, we got nothing but faith. He's actually mocking the rest of the NFL with every single draft pick he makes because he builds the team uh, prior to the draft even happening. Did not expect Cole Strange to go off the board. No. Did not know Cole Strange existed. No. But I think he's going to be a player. Yeah. There were some surprise picks last night, I think. I think the biggest surprise for me, though, was at one point, Mad Mel Kuyper was on the screen yep. with Jason Glazer, <laughs> who was also on the screen with Coach Lou Holtz, mm -hmm. who was also on the screen with Coach Sirianni, mm -hmm. who was also on the screen somehow at the end with MCDC. Yeah. Now, Ty, you weren't here for any of it. No. You missed it all. What a night for a lot of your favorite people on the Draft Spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, look forward to it every year. It's always a lot of fun. Doing it with you guys is the best. And it... One of the most fun parts is we get to come in today, and I, I really don't remember or know anything that happened Me last neither. night. Like it's kind of just a blur. Had a lot of time to sit on what the Packers did, and I like once um, all those receivers went real early. I kind of knew like okay, they're probably not going to get one of these guys. They had apparently six guys on their board that had first round uh, grades, but you know they get two dog defenders, yeah, who will yeah, probably you know make a day one impact, and then 
You know, so you, I, it wasn't as exciting as I think a lot of Packers fans would have hoped it would be, but I think they're in a good position. You just got to go get a receiver today. Obviously, Aaron joined us last night for that an incredible awesome. conversation. Can't thank him enough. Yeah. He was... Thank you, Aaron. I feel like he's dialed in with the Packers organization yeah. front office a lot more than he's ever been in mm-hmm. 18 years. Shout out to him finally getting that right to know what the hell's going on with the team that he guides, and he's been around the longest. But I think him telling you guys, like, hey, we're going to be all right. All yeah. right. He went on an entire run about second round wide receivers, third round, fourth round, fifth round, I think he even dove mm-hmm. in there. It was like, you know, that's one of those positions that's very tough to tell. It seems like he did get a lot of information from Goody going in the draft, like, hey, this is what we can expect. This is what we're thinking. If these guys are available we have to take them but if they're not available which is what we're thinking is going to happen which is exactly what cliff kingsbury told us by the way yeah cliff kingsbury said felt like where we were those wide receivers were going to be gone so they made the decision about hollywood like i think a couple weeks ago yeah, right genius. with where they were they're like we don't know we can trade actually just the pick itself for a guy who's already proven a guy that wants to get out of the system that baltimore uh was running via the i am athlete i believe conversation that hollywood brown has had since the trade has been announced he said hey lamar i love you man it's not you it's just mm-hmm. the system that we run here i'm a wide receiver if i ever want to make any money in this thing i'm gonna have to catch some goddamn balls yeah. more balls you're the guy i appreciate you baltimore ravens should do what they do with you let you do your own mm-hmm. thing you're an alien but with that being said like i got a business for myself mm-hmm. as well in arizona now is packed to the gills cliff kingsbury joining us last night looking as cool as he looked yeah, oh geez, god clean and the fact that they were able to keep that trade under wraps without all the insight we will certainly ask Ian Rappaport how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Ian Rappaport is so busy uh, boozing and uh, reporting fake contract numbers, he doesn't even know the Hollywood Browns already on a fucking plane to Arizona. Unbelievable. Before the draft even starts, this guy, yesterday, he's on a plane to Arizona so they can be there at the draft party, which looked awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Cardinals are doing everything right right now. I would love to be a Cardinals fan. They should be pumped. Ty, you had a hell of a night, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate it. Incredibly proud of you, man. That was awesome to watch. At Tone Diggs, your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, take the only quarterback on yeah. the board. I referenced this in the open, but it's very real, and mm-hmm. I think it would be something that NFL coaches would look at and NFL front office would look at. They've seen every single thing. this. They've heard mm-hmm. about every shit this guy has taken, every towel he has maybe not put into the hamper, every janitor that he could have potentially pissed off. Chef, parking attendant, you name it, they have had him in their building for five years. Some people would say, well, that's a little bit... And that cheating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, no, a little bit. Some people well, will. Think, tampering, yeah. I would say. Yeah, because they only get to go do dinner with Kenny Pickett that's the right. night before. That's right. Steelers actually yeah. have it. And that's the benefit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a benefit to go to the mm. University of Pittsburgh. Not that there's many others. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just would like that to be known. Oakland, terrible area. People are good. Pittsburghers are good people. Okay. <laughs> but whatever the <laughs> case, really if they don't draft Kenny Pickett, I think I thought about this, I don't know, like 4 a.m. this mm-hmm. morning because I couldn't sleep up till like 5.30 this morning or whatever. <laughs> it was a... Uh, it was quite an adrenaline dump, I oh, think, yeah. after oh, yeah. that show. We Big were alive for five and a half, six hours yesterday. I was thinking about that, though. If the Steelers are the only team that takes quarterback, and it's not Kenny Pickett, I think that would have been bad news for Kenny. As I'm watching the draft, uh, watch along there, Narduzzi's there, yeah. Kenny Pickett's there, his family's there, mm-hmm. his lady's there. If the Steelers draft somebody outside of that building or that family, yep. I think there's an immediate low, well, what the fuck is wrong with Uh-oh. this guy? Instead, everything else, it appears that they were meeting with everybody else was just to see if they were a baseline alongside Kenny Pickett. You have your quarterback of the future in the Steelers' minds, I think, in Kenny Pickett. How do you feel this morning after getting to sleep on it, <clears throat> uh, getting to take it all in? Mitchell Trubisky would be a great guy to learn from, I think. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Been a Especially starter. After been a 
been a backup, been a starter. He's been in a terrible situation, yeah. been on a team that's been on a run. Feels like everything's really going good. And after you see Kenny Pickett react to that draft, I'm pumped for him. I am fucking incredibly pumped for him and for the Steelers. Yeah, a few things. I was incredibly pumped to see how happy he was that he was he was going there. Um and you guys always say like when I when I wear like something the same shirt every game, oh you think you're important. In this situation, I do not think I'm important. I do not think that I know more than Tomlin and Colbert when it comes to uh, football or drafting players. And Tomlin and Colbert both, especially Tomlin, seemed fucking ecstatic to get him. Um, and yeah, Tomlin's it, actually skipping into the correct. room to call Kenny Pickett. Yeah. What does he say? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. To call Kenny Pickett to make the pick. So he calls Kenny. He was very happy to call Kenny. Texans, Texans said that they got a call from 20 to move up to 15 to potentially move back to 20. Uh, so I think the Steelers were maybe worried about the Saints taking him too, so they were potentially going to move up to get Kenny. Colbert said that they didn't think he'd be there at 20, so everything that they're saying is happy. They know everything about the kid, so if you watch him for four years, and I trust that they think that they know who he is and that they think he's a first-rounder. Uh, so I'm very, very ecstatic. And then the, the, the cherry on the top is, Mason Rudolph should be cut any day. All right. Now. Cut oh, him. No. Cut him now. All right. Uh, oh, Yinzer Depp. What's up, dude? <laughs> Great to see you back, Nick. Great to see you as well. You had a hell of a night. A lot of Cacania yeah. references. Hey, uh, it felt like you probably had to be on some to make it through that, but yeah. hell, of a, hell of a job by all you boys. Thank you. Thank you. It was a fun night. Thank you for all your work. Foxy, great work yeah. in the background. Yeah, baby, Boy, Foxy. Fox. Zito, way to spin the plates. Thank you, Z. Hey, Goompy, way to get the internet involved. Uh, Atta baby, Goompy. Hey, way to rip there, Bill. Way to go, Bruce. Way to go, Bruce. Way to go, Bruce. Hey, boys. Thanks for all of our guests. I am I am running on fumes today, though. Yeah, a little bit. I got SmackDown tonight. I know. Shit. Good luck. Yeah, have fun. Boomer, huh? Talk about your fucking. Yeah, Boomer. And he took a few days off last week, too. Oh, man, what a life. The draft is cool, man. Yeah. It brings so many fake storylines. This morning I saw uh, Stephen A., who I got a lot of respect for, battling against Swagoo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did the Pittsburgh Steelers make a mistake in drafting it? How the fuck (laughs) do we know? And I'm okay with our show being the only show that says, we have no idea how any of these draft picks are going to go. For years and years and years, there's been the instant reaction that has led to fans having instant reaction, which has dealt with, which has led to organizations having to deal with expectations in players' careers almost being cut, undercut, before they even get started. 32 dudes were drafted last night. Mm-hmm. One of them might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, 20 of them might be a Hall of Famer. That's strange. We have... 31 of them might be a Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Cole Strange might be the only one that isn't a Hall of Famer. Whoa, that's not true. That's that's saying there's not a true. chance of that happening. No, that's not true. No, there's a chance. No of that. chance. No, there's no chance that happens. Listen, Mr. Strange is going to do his thing. Yeah. Okay, and after seeing him, he is huge. Yo, he's huge. That guy might be covering kicks. Yeah, he's yeah. a house. That dude might be covering kicks without yoked. I've seen him. But nonetheless, we have no idea about any of these dudes, how they'll fit into the system, how they'll fit into the culture, how they'll fit into the city, how they'll fit into what the coaches. Because you got to remember the coaches that they've had throughout their entire careers. When they were in high school, they were by far the best players. When they were in college, definitely Cole Strange. They were by far the best players. Not that the offensive linemen would change. But when you get to the NFL, there's a different level of, you know, everything around you. How will these guys adjust to all the greatest players of their generations and the four generations before them all being in the same locker room? We don't know. It's so incredibly difficult uh, to predict. But it's easy to say 
that a couple teams seemed to have a great draft last night. Mm -hmm. Those who had multiple picks in the first draft or first round, you'd assume that they'd done good. Yeah. For instance, Giants feels like Giants did yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Way to go. Hopefully, Giants. Hopefully, it works out. We, mm -hmm. we are yeah. very pumped for them. Hopefully, you know, if Thibodeau becomes an absolute stallion, mm -hmm. champion, chomp. Yeah. Yeah, chomp. the whole, we're going to have to remember that for, you know, how the draft smoke and mirror bullshit exactly. conversation happens because he was number one in January. He goes to five to the Giants. I assume the Giants are pumped. Sure. Giants also get another pick in. Evan, Evan Neal. Neal. Evan Neal, who's best pass blocker in the draft. Probably. Everybody, he was the first guy off the board mm -hmm. and everybody, uh, in everybody's eyes like a month mm -hmm. and a half ago mm -hmm. as an offensive tackle. Then you think about the Jets. They had two in the first round then they traded in to get three. Jermaine Johnson, yeah. yeah. In the first round. So the Bills are the Bills. The Dolphins have gone all in mm -hmm. in free agency. Bills Patriots are the Bills Patriots. Bingo. The Jets made a fucking massive play yeah. in the draft last night. They had two. They got one and got another one. I feel like they did good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like they done very good in there as well. And then I, I like um, the Giants not fucking around and taking Hutchins. And, and then Jameson Williams, who if he didn't tear his ACL, probably would have been the number one receiver off the board. And I love that they decided, like, hey, let's fucking trade back in and go get our guy. Like, I thought that was a sweet move. Uh, you know who else I think won? Hmm. Who's that? Detroit Lions, baby. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Does it matter? This is what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does it matter? Mm -hmm. Now, Darius Butler last night, immediately upon old Cuzzy getting drafted to the Lions, yeah. uh, Jameson Williams, he goes, "I feel fucking terrible for that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which you know, quite a reaction from the internet. Orlovsky said, "Oh, shut up, Darius." Mm -hmm. Tej Lang said, "Fuck off, yeah. Butler." Yeah. Yeah. He said, "Evan Fox immediately upon hearing it, I think you just kind of." Uh, scraped off because you hadn't slept in like four days or whatever at that point. But the Lions made some big – get Aiden Hutchinson out yeah, there. Yeah. Michigan man back mm. in the building, maybe a pillar culture mm. builder for MCDC. Penny Sewell. I mean, you yeah. guys got to be excited in Detroit. I, I love the Hutchinson pick because it was a no-brainer. But them being aggressive, moving up to get the receiver, that's something I've stuff. never seen them do before. This is going to sound crazy, but for the first time in my life, I actually think I trust the Lions for an office. Even though they've only okay. been there for one year, they have not made a bad move. Oh. I don't think they've made a single bad move Pay yet. Paid Jared Goff like $150 fifty million. Yeah, a lot of money. Got rid of Matthew Stafford. That. They had to do that, though. Stafford was going to leave no matter what. Well, I don't know. You said some things. Yeah. Stafford was gone no matter what. They actually made a pretty good trade. And now they've turned that into a wide receiver, the best wide receiver in the draft for what most people are saying. Okay. Maybe. With that being said... You guys paid Jared Goff a salary nobody else thought they were going to be able to pay, and he won a couple games for yeah, you guys. Yes. Uh -huh. couple games. But it is a transition period, and I'm happy that Detroit is happy. Hey, you hear me? Yeah. I'm happy you're pumped. happy. I'm pumped you're pumped. Yeah. I like what Should be. I love what you're doing. I actually walked in today and said, I have the best team in the office now. <laughs> yeah. He did. Verbatim. All right. See, that's the problem with the draft. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with the draft. No, it's a great See, I love that. That's <laughs> the best part. The best defensive end in the league and now the best wide receiver. <laughs> the hope the hope in that guy's voice what? is awesome. And it makes it even better when week four rolls around and their season's already over. Well, like, week four... I don't think Jameson will be back yet by then no, because no. he's ending up on the PUP, the Probably. physically unable uh, to perform he's list. He's tough. He can make it back. He's pretty tough. <laughs> they have? They well, have. he is Detroit tough. And okay. that is something that, no, that would what previous regimes would do in Detroit. Hey, pal, let's force you back here and just fuck <laughs> up your entire career. One. We don't yeah, care. Right. Yeah, yeah. Not MCDC and Brad. No way they're not doing it, especially with Sheila. Sheila Ford-Hamps running that thing well. Hopefully they'll pay Calvin Johnson and be able to get out of that curse. Um, 
There was another team I just wanted to chat about. Well, Fox, you just mentioned about trades. If, we get, if we're talking about trades, I Eagles. think the Eagles were the ones that there it really is. ran away. Yeah, Howie Roseman, the accountant that's running mm-hmm. a football team over uh-huh. there in Philadelphia, where mm-hmm. just a couple of years ago felt like everything was on fire. They built a statue for fucking two guys that they literally ran out of the building <laughs> yep. less than a year and a half later. They had Johns and Philly eating horse poop off the uh, parade streets. That's, right. mm-hmm. that's how pumped Philly was. First Super Bowl in like 50 years. Philadelphia was ecstatic. Go 13, 14 months later, the entire franchise and program is in in disarray, <laughs> a full disaster, absolute hellhole. Philadelphia's like, here we go again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen what happened in Philadelphia during the entire last couple of years. Philadelphia, we're dead, we're dead, we're dead. Jalen Hurts seems to be a guy. Mm-hmm. And if you look back on what Howie Roseman did with his picks for Carson Wentz trading him, and now, you know, he's going to be a great commander. That's right. He gets Devontae Smith with the, one of those picks, and then he gets fucking A.J. Brown with oh, another one of those Jesus. picks. Howie Roseman with his cool hair and super accountant-like look. He has gone through, I mean, the entire wave of, I'm good, I stink, mm-hmm. I'm back on top again. The Eagles got to be pumped about last night, and we saw a video of Mike Vrabel coming out of the war room. Mm. I don't think Jeez. Vrabel was necessarily exactly thrilled that Ew. fucking A.J. Brown was on the move from Tennessee. Darius Butler's first response is, who is Tannehill going to throw the ball to down right. there? They got to figure it out. They picked up Traylon Burks mm-hmm. yep. uh, out of Arkansas. Just Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, oh. Pig Suey. Happy birthday, John Daly, yesterday, by the way. Shout Happy out birthday, to John. Woo, Pig Suey. Shout out. Uh, so they get a young wide receiver. It's going to be cheaper than A.J. Brown. And his comparison is to A.J. Brown. But... You know, just like we're making comparisons, I don't know, like Calvin Johnson and Julio yeah, Jones yeah, and A.J. Brown. Yeah. Who knows if that's going to work out? Let's assume they will. they got good coaches down there. But anytime you lose a guy, Hollywood or A.J., the whole entire program, franchise, is probably going to be a bit pissed. But business decisions have to be made. Joining us now, NFL insider for NFL Network, NFL.com, and the league as a whole. Yeah. Somehow he has managed to not be too boozed up in the city of sin. Wow. Joining us live from the NFL Draft in Vegas, ladies and gentlemen, the host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. He being Rap Sheet, us being Friends, Ian Rappaport. Yay! What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm trying to check your voice here to hear how banged up you've been getting out there in Vegas. You all right? Uh, I just, you know, not too many details, but was showered a little bit earlier, did my voice exercises in the shower. We're good. Oh, Go good great. Enough. You sound a little different. Is that that <laughs> Vegas yeah. flu yeah. in the throat there? No. No, um, it's the excitement over the big draft last night, which is why my voice sounds like this. All right, let's dive into it. Oh, hold on, hold on. I don't want to be rude. How was your extravaganza or spectacular or whatever it was? <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. It was better than anything Shut the NFL off. Network or ESPN or anybody else put out. Don't <laughs> worry guess? about it. Okay. No, it looks like you had good guests. Well, well, I can tell. Well, you couldn't join us because you're, you know, on the television. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. doing the television, which Mile is, hey, you. you crushed on there, by the yeah, way. Yeah, baby, right? All right. Speaking of 
uh, you guys are supposed to be insiders. We rely on the likes of you and other networks, insiders, to let us know what's going on around the NFL because we don't have those connections. Do no, we all? don't. Not at all. If we had those connections, we would hope to give back to the sports media world. Hollywood Brown was traded from the Ravens to the Cardinals yeah. a month and a half ago. Yeah. He was on a plane from Vegas yesterday during the day before the even draft to get to Arizona. How did nobody know about this, Ian? And uh, how do you think the Baltimore Ravens fans are handling this entire thing? Well, uh, you know, I think for the Baltimore Ravens fans, Eric Tacosta has done good enough work, really good work over the last decade or so that they should probably trust that he knows what he's doing. Um, you're right, though. This was like ultimate, ultimate secrecy. Um, and I think for, for Hollywood Brown, you know, he, and he kind of mentioned it. Like, he tried to do it the right way. He requested a trade, had actually done it a couple times during his second season, during his third season. It was about the offense. It was about getting to a place where he could thrive and, and flourish. But for the Ravens, I think what they wanted was for – and I think people knew the Ravens always need receivers or looking for receivers and draft receivers – I think Eric DaCosta really wanted people to think that, um, you know, really wanted people to, to kind of think that he was uh, picking where, where uh, or thinking that he was going to take a receiver or kind of, he wanted the uncertainty there. He didn't want it to get out that they were trading him just so people would kind of uh, leave the, have like a guessing game as far as where he was actually picking. So from what I understand, it was basically like, we're going to do a deal. We're going to trade Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals and if it gets out, we're not doing it. <laughs> oh, really? And so everyone involved kept it secret. I didn't find out. You know, honestly, like I, you know, I, some of these things I found out about early, like AJ Brown. I found out about yesterday, probably two that it was in the works. This one I did not know, just because everyone kept it so private. Okay, hey, take your pods out. I think that's why you sound so boozed up. up. Yeah, are you in your room? Oh, jeez. Just hung up. Yeah, he must have pressed the pod button. Oh, yeah. I think it was the pod, so it's not actually Ian that's boozed up. I agree. But, well, I mean, probably a little bit of both because we know he was out until 4 a.m. last night drinking. I can't say anything. I was up till like, 5 a.m. this morning, 5.30. Yeah, but you weren't, you know, at the blackjack table asking for, you know, booze till you fell asleep. If it was there, though, I probably would have. Uh Uh-huh, probably. We actually won... Uh, had a couple beers last night around downtown Indianapolis. What? You, yeah. and the, you and the downtown boys? Yeah, I went to, yeah, exactly. Me and the single, no, not all, I guess Bruce isn't single, but yeah, the, the single downtown boys, uh, I was out and about, well, Mitt also isn't single, so I was. Nah, just the boys, <laughs> just, just the downtown boys. The downtown boys. The downtown boys, yeah, I went out and had a couple beers. The uh, first place we went to said it was open, was closed. Okay. <laughs> was not open until we were, because we got out of here like 1245 one. Yeah. Went to uh, my wife's friend's place it was going unbelievable had no idea what i was walking into hadn't been there in years uh had a beer what what experienced uh they were had some rave smoke machine there was a smoke machine there was a rave going on everybody appeared to be on molly Uh uh-huh i I think everybody in there there, was rolling yeah Yeah, it's down the basement had to to be there we left i think we went to uh we tried to get into another place we were not allowed in no they had people inside we're not allowed a lot of firefighters convention in town so Uh, uh, a lot of mustaches around town good ones. from around the country mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, which is what Indianapolis does. It was great to see Indianapolis hosting again. Uh, the convention was here. Couldn't get into one of the bars. Nope. By the way, I will say it was kind of a shot at my ego that I could not get into a bar that had 
a lot of people in Indianapolis. Ton. A ton of people. Ton of people. Yeah. So we had to go to another place. Uh, we go to Howl at the Moon. Oh. Fucking alive. Yeah, still plays. Had a beer there. That place has been the same exact bar for 15 years here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still going. Had a beer there. We meet a bunch of firefighters from Long Island and yep. Boston and all over the place. Really? Have a beer. We get out of there. Then we go to a final stop. Security guy says, sorry, I can't let you in or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? Have I lost all the juice? I feel like I've gotten more popular. I haven't been out in years in Indianapolis. <laughs> I can't even get in. They finally let us in, wrap up, have another beer, get home around, uh, I don't know, like probably 1.30, yeah. 2 o'clock-ish, up till 5. Did not get boozed up. Joining us now, a man who was probably, and I would have been with him uh-huh. if yeah, it was available. Sure. Oh, yeah. In Las Vegas, joining us, a couple hours removed from his last beverage, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah. What's up, dude? Hopefully you can hear me. Did you get any of that stuff last time? Uh, we did, actually. We did. We heard it all, but you sounded like, uh, like muffled. a muffled. We heard you, though. We heard everything you said about how AirPod, they. AirPods are not. Not good enough. I need a better performance there. Anyway, what's up? Well, Ian, it's not just the AirPods. Yeah. We can really dive into this. Like, the, the new iPhone is shit, yeah, too. Yeah. You Stinks. know what I mean? Compared to the previous ones. You think? Is that why you think? Well, the, I would just assume the new AirPods also is shit. Because they're worried about this camera being awesome. And the camera is awesome. I mean, it is it amazing. Is. But they kind of have thrown the the actual functionality of the phone, it feels like, by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, new, this newest model is shit, I think, personally. Yeah. I mean, I would. Oh, uh, here we go. I, I, all I really need is just good enough performance to do this right here. That's really what. I'm, <laughs> I'm not asking for much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. Anything just else? Oh, you're the. That's it. I FaceTime a couple different people. You're not the only person I FaceTime, but I just need this to work, and it's not really too much to ask. Well, it comes together. It comes together for us on a regular basis, so we shouldn't be yeah. too negative. And I believe. Uh, I forget which canceled comedian did it, but some some I think it was Louis C.K. was talking like his kid about his phone not working. Oh so, yeah. yeah, this thing sends a fucking thing up to a satellite in space. <laughs> yeah, okay, then it, sends, it comes all the way back. Sorry, you have a little buffering that's going on. <laughs> so we do have to take it all in stride. I think we do have to take it all in stride and understand that this is crazy that we're even be able to talk to you, and we are thankful. Back to the trade. You yeah. said that Tacosta of Baltimore said if anybody finds out about this, we're not doing it because we would still yeah. like to have leverage play and also. We don't want to deal with our fans being pissed off before night one of the draft. So if this gets out anywhere, Cliff Kingsbury told us there was about four people that knew that this trade was happening. Do you think that's on both sides or that's just on the Arizona side? Uh, I I would say, if I had to guess, I would say the people that knew about it were probably Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Keim, Eric DaCosta and John Harbaugh, Hollywood Brown and his agent, Tori Dandy. That, your boy, Tori Dandy. That is Dundee. that is it, and it's rare for something to to keep that quiet. But there wasn't a lot of reason for other people to know. First of all, there was no like contract being negotiated. He's going to play in his current deal. Second of all, like the draft is big business, and the stakes are extremely high. So people take their leverage very, very, very seriously. And I think Eric DaCosta did not want anyone to know what they were doing, where they might. Uh, where they might trade, what round they might pick, and the fact that they could come back into one. I think he took that very seriously, and there was a lot of respect there that that did not leak. Tory Dondi had to be thankful that that trade was uh, agreed to ahead of time because he had to deal with A.J. Brown day of. Yeah. How quickly did that come together? You said you knew that yesterday. We see a shot of Vrabel from the war room. He looks pissed, yeah, obviously. Yeah, not He's not so, exactly thrilled. 
So first, I saw the clip of Rabel, and I'm trying to like, you know, it's tough to know what actually is going on. But my read on his body language, and we're all like social media slash body body language experts. I feel like he was kind of well, had to do that because they could have kept AJ Brown. They absolutely could have kept him, but the contract they offered him was nowhere near what the Eagles offered him. From what I understand, it was more like, you know, it was it was up to twenty million a year. But it was really backloaded to the first couple of years were more like 15 or 16 million, not top receiver money. And so the Titans made a very clear choice. We are going to take a younger player who we hope is A.J. Brown, who, by the way, they took in the second round, who we hope is A.J. Brown. And we're going to let someone else pay him. Um, and that is a bet, essentially, because if Traylon Burks is what A.J. Brown is, he's a lot cheaper. That's Might be. Could be, yeah. Could not Could be. be. And then as, as far as when this came together, so the Eagles were really big game hunting all offseason as oh. far as targets and wow. – Hey, I like the way you describe that. Yeah. I like the way you describe that. You that was really – Huh? You can steal it if you want. You think you created it? I do like the way you, you describe that, though. That is maybe your term there in the entire you know, free agency. Could have created it. It's true. These guys are hunting exotics out here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Big game hunters over there. They were in the market, what, Tyreek Hill, right? Uh, I think all of them. Like, I think, I mean, that's what Howie Roseman does is every big trade he wants to be in the mix. So here's how this broke down. I would say about I want to hear what's going o'clock, on. <laughs> uh, 2 o'clock local time, so like 5 o'clock uh, Eastern time, I got a tip that this was in the works and happening. Called around, um, checked on it. It wasn't there yet. Checked back. And then basically last night around, like when, you know, probably a couple minutes before it got out there, uh, they agreed to terms on the contract and it had to be. And then there, you know, you can't do a physical, but you can send some scans back and forth. You can send some medical reports just to make sure everything is okay. They did all that. Deal comes together. And once the contract was agreed to, then the trade goes through and it all happened like, you know, that is really, really fast for a blockbuster trade to come together. In the end, he gets four years, $100 million, So I would say A.J. Brown's probably pretty happy. 57 guaranteed. Report it like you reported Aaron Ross. 57 guaranteed. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. You're, you're out there reporting these fake numbers while Hollywood Brown's hopping on a plane right in front of your face. I think he out of Vegas. Yeah. Him and his girl yeah. were in Vegas, and they flew down to Arizona to make that draft party. That draft party in Arizona looked fucking epic, by the way. Whew. That photo. That dude's doing – hey. I like this new – look at that draft. Yeah. I mean, that really is awesome. Is it not? I mean, that is – what other team had that? Did any other team have I that have type no of – way. I have that no place idea. is packed. I don't know. It's also crazy because, like, you know, you do – everyone gets all excited about the first-round pick. Who's it going to be? And then instead of that, you get Hollywood Brown, and then he's literally there. I mean, the whole thing is – whole thing is wild. And as far as the, the Cardinals, you know, we all obviously have spent – We've all obviously spent so much time talking about. Uh, hey, know, who is Kyler that? That's Murray the third time you've been interrupted there. Anything good happening? It's draft weekend. Uh, I've missed a couple calls. We'll see. Hopefully, it's nothing crazy. I blame you guys if it is. Hmm. Uh, we'll just check Ari Mirov because he had all the news. Yeah, he beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry about it. Still walking around with his one AirPod, probably. <laughs> oh, whoa. Hey, that one AirPod's all the picks yeah. ahead of you guys. Uh-huh. Connected to everything. Hey, he was tipping hey. picks last night. We loved it. Hey, I am a firm believer in non-pick tipping. By the way, hold on. You want to say hello, Tom? Is that the arrow? arrow? 
Brady. Oh, oh shit! Arrow. Look how wow. good you look, Oil change. You realize Ian's talking to you from just like somebody's hotel bed right here in the suite that we're doing the live shots in? Yeah, he had AirPods on earlier. He was all boozed up. He sounded too bad. We had to take him out. Yeah, yeah. We understand that, Tom. Great to see you, dude. You too, man. Hey, Tom, how did Thanks you... Thanks for having me on the show in the last, like, nine months. <laughs> oh, you just came on. You Tom, you're on the show right now. <laughs> yeah, you're on. Literally right now. Yeah, okay. So, we made it. <laughs> all right, bye. See you. <laughs> He speaks for the NFL. It's hard to have a conversation with him. You know that, Ian. Do you, do you ever tell him that? Like, every time we talk to him, it's literally like we're just talking to a memo. It's like, all right, there's no give and take. Like, whenever we say something to him, it's like, don't you think that's kind of a... And he's like, well... And then he goes like, pause 40. NFL jargon. It's hard. It's like, all right, Tom. There's he was no, wearing a sweet suit, though, I have to say. Yeah, Very nice. yeah you kind of look suit. like a hungover guy, and he looks like he's ready to go to work on the draft. You know I, I mean? do not have my makeup on. When I put my makeup on, it's all going to come together. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Plus, um, I got, plus, and I know you were going to ask, so I'll just interrupt you. Sushi socks today. Okay. What? Did, did we vote on that? Did the people the, vote on it? They were yeah. plus 300 to go day two. I know that. <laughs> wow. It's <That's> crazy. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, that was actually pretty good. Not really, but. Whatever. No, that, that was funny. I mean, you were the one making a big deal out of the fucking socks. Remember, there was yeah. an entire NFL yeah. Network yeah. post. Oh my God, what socks are you wearing? The sushi. Make sure today? you vote. Yeah. What happened to the Hulkamania one? Yeah. Uh -huh. Hey, brother. Those were I wore them last night, and they were a huge hit in the community. In the Wait, community, which community? I know which community. Does the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are my people now. All right, all right. Well, all right. Let's move along. Be careful, uh, Tori Dondi, obviously, an incredibly yeah. active night last night. Does Debo Samuel hate this fucking guy now because he was able to get uh, AJ on the move, Hollywood on the move? We didn't even know he repped Hollywood, by the way. Oh, this is Tori Dondi right here. Is Debo on the move today? Is that what that is? And what do you think about Baker because the Carolina Panthers didn't take a quarterback? Does that potentially happen today or later on? Okay, start with the Debo one. So the Jets offered pick 10 and a pick swap. So basically, like, would be the equivalent of between pick 13 and 14. So pick 10 and a little more. For and a little less, excuse me, for Debo Samuel, and the 49ers wouldn't do it. Lions had an offer on the table. Wow, 49, and of course, obviously, the Lions ended up moving up for Jamison Williams, so they got oh, their guy eventually. Hey, you want to tell so the Debo 49ers guy to go fuck himself? <laughs> Bring him to Detroit. <laughs> All right, sorry about it. No, it's all right. 49ers just wouldn't engage. And I think everyone was sort of waiting, like, all right, well, obviously, they're just going to do this deal, they're just going to, and they just didn't. And so now, like, he's not happy. When's he going to show up? I don't know. And I think they're going to try to make this better, but, like, will they? Like, there's some. There's a lot more questions than answers on the Debo Samuel situation now that he didn't get traded last night. Crazy to hear that there was actually two legitimate offers because, remember, the reports were that the Jets were going to make an offer they couldn't refuse. Turns out they did. Yeah, and they refused all of them. And it didn't even sound like they engaged at all. Like, we've heard teams talk at press conferences, you know, Mike uh, – it was either I think it was Vrabel who said he can't envision a situation without AJ Brown, then traded him. 49ers were oh, telling the truth. They basically were like, we Lynch don't want to do that. it, and he's too good of a player, and then they didn't do it. Vrabel was on our show chit-chatting about AJ Brown. He said he loved him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. But I think that's what he had to say at the time. John Lynch was the one that said I couldn't imagine a time not right. wanting Debo. Let's move on. So Debo, you don't think Debo's uh moving then? There's no reason for them to answer calls on second night to not answer calls on the first night, right? Right. I mean I Guess somehow they could do it, adding a pick for next year, maybe possible. I just haven't sensed anything that changed. 
you asked about Baker. Bingo. Um, so, you know, obviously there's some interest from the Carolina Panthers. They did not take a quarterback last night. Took to took a really good player, but did not take a quarterback. So, you know, if the value is right, I could say they would do, you know, they could do a deal. But if you're the Browns, you know, you do have a little bit of leverage here because you could just keep Baker, who you have to pay anyway, and wait for a quarterback injury for someone who has to have him. If you're the Panthers, you do kind of need him, but you don't want to overpay for someone another team basically can't keep on the roster. So we'll see who gives in or see if they can figure this out a little bit, but it is kind of a complicated deal to make happen. So Tepper and Haslam are just staring at each other right now, just staring at each other. You, could, you don't want that guy on your team. Of all the things that I said, that probably is the best summation of this. Yeah, they're just staring at each other, trying to figure out who's going to do what. But they still got Sam Darnold, too. Like, yeah. You know, there's some people around the NFL that are like, "It." by the way, Baker, if you hear this, this is not my words, okay? I am an observe and reporter motherfucker. Bingo. Okay, I see other people say it. I say it because we got to fill three and a half hours every fucking day. Mm-hmm. That's right. Somebody, people have said, is Baker that big of an upgrade over Sam Darnold that you're going to pay him another $19 million? And the, the overall consensus is like, no, nah, the Browns are going to have to pay him if anybody's going to take him. But if they're going to pay him, why would they move on from him? I, they're going to have to get something in return there, right? And we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Could Obviously, could be suspended. And having Baker Mayfield, who whatever you think of him, and the you know across the league it's pretty split. I probably like him more than a lot of people. I think he could be pretty good, but he's still better than anyone else you would have to play. However many games Deshaun Watson is suspended, if he is suspended, that is the Browns' leverage because they shouldn't want to give him away. They're going to be a good team. They'd want to stay competitive if Deshaun's suspended. Jacoby Brissett was brought in there, too. He's an absolute dog if he has to be with a good team. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Ian, uh, a lot of people were wondering this morning, uh, Jermaine Johnson was projected to go top 10, and he fell all the way to the 20s when the Jets traded up to get him. Is Is there a reason? So this is one of the things I was trying to figure out last night because he should have gone around like 10, 11, 12. Instead, he went... It was either 25 or whatever it was, 25 or 26. Um, and I honestly, I couldn't find a reason why he quote unquote fell. Uh, he probably went a little later than we all thought. You know, he's a little bit of a different guy. He doesn't have any off the field concerns. So it's not like that. Maybe he'll reserve different personalities. So he's probably not for everyone. But to, should that cause anyone to fall? Like, I don't think so. I think it just. He fell because it wasn't a fit for some of the teams that took other players. Like, there's no – it's like when JOK fell to the Browns, everyone's like, why, why, why? Sometimes these guys just fall because they're not fits on the guys who would have taken them. Uh, only one quarterback was taken last night. Kenny Pickett turns out to be the guy. Uh, Malik Willis has obviously been hilarious on Twitter ever since then. He's from Liberty. I assume <laughs> he has enough chips on his shoulder of people not thinking he's the guy. This is kind of what was being said, like – Leading up into free agency period, like there is not a lot of quarterbacks in this draft that are first-round caliber. Then there was a lot of smoke that these guys were going uh, to potentially get real expensive around the draft. That did not happen at all. At what point did you get a sense of that being the case? Because we were watching along, and after six, we're like, okay, so mm-hmm. literally yeah, it's going to be a while here before that happens. Did the quarterbacks know that going into the night, or was there an actual thought out of this quarterback class that it was going to get hot on the quarterbacks at some point last night? I think by – by a couple hours before the draft, it was evident that Carolina wouldn't take a quarterback. Once that happened, 
then it was like, okay, this oh, could be this could be a while, <laughs> right? Because you know the Saints sort of maybe have a need, but I didn't get the sense they loved any of these guys either, and I knew they weren't going to trade up for one. So no one else needs one because that's like well, you were saying. You know, we talked about all this before free agency. Everyone filled their needs, so nobody had to get one. It's not like two years ago when the Jets basically didn't take a quarterback because they knew didn't sign a quarterback because they knew they were going to get Zach Wilson. Everyone filled their needs. No one had to reach. So once six didn't take one, it was like okay, this is going to be a while. And then I'm looking. You know, it gets it's late last night. I'm looking at like. 21, 22, 23. I couldn't find any quarterback teams. Just, they weren't there. So what you start yeah. doing, you just cracked up in a whiskey and just chugging it. How many drinks did you have on the air last night? We didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, you, were, you weren't watching? I think you were on We did it? have yeah, NFL yeah. Network. We had NFL you Network. Said, you said good job, but if you weren't watching, did someone tell you that I did a good job? No, Th- we were This watching. is what I say to everybody, though, Ian. You know that. Like, at this oh, point, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. I say, hey, you killed it. I've never seen anything they do. But I did see a couple clips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You looked amazing. You were inside, right? He was inside. Oh, yeah. Gale oh, Force yeah. As opposed to outside because of the winds. But were you on NFL Network last night or were you on, like, the Ocho? Oh, I was on NFL Network. We had NFL Network on right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. It was. It looked like... Judging by the things that I saw, it was like when a saw certain, Kurt Warner a lot. A certain yeah, player yeah, was going to get picked. Ian was already like pre-programmed, like, "Hey, you're going to talk about this guy." What do you mean? Whoa, whoa! Tell me, I'm wrong. I didn't sense it was that way at all. What I try to do it was like Tom Pelissero. No, it was like, "Hey, when this guy gets picked, we're going to go to you. No matter where he gets picked, we're going to throw to you. Get some, give him some background information." Oh, on this guy. so he had a couple guys, wow. and then somebody else had a couple well, guys. Okay. Actually, like what? What does happen is I'll you know I'll go through all those I'll take notes or whatever and there's guys who like when they're picked I'm like all right I need to get to this like Tyler Smith from the Cowboys who everybody's losing their mind over that pick um, he had like a really interesting injury situation where they had to rebreak his legs to straighten them out because he was bow legged and I was like and now he's fine so I was like oh that's a good thing to talk about so when he gets picked I thought it was going to be around two but when he gets picked. I was like, oh, cool. I'll come on and say it. So there's a little things that. like that. What did, Tom Pelissero hey, wrote that? Is that what he said? Yeah, he didn't write it. So that must have been a memo. Yeah, he received it. That must have been a memo. A little bit different. No, 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 no. We were combining. We worked on an injury story together that never ended up running. That blurb, he did put some of the words together, I would say. Tell him we know those words were put into yeah. his neural yeah. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> When you talk to him about non-football stuff, is it just like... Cannot compute. That's what no. we talk about when we think of talk. We talk about plenty of non-football stuff. We've also went out to some very nice dinners in Vegas, by the way. Oh, Tom Pellicero. He eats? He's tearing it down. Well, I think he plugs a vape into Okay, his that's what oh, I yeah. figured. Yeah. That's what I thought. Please. I was going to say. <laughs> More motor oil. robots dude. eat. Remember that guy... Whenever he had to blow his nose, he blew his back out because oh, the yeah. robot, D, 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 not supposed to blow nose at this time. Uh-huh. Wham, now he's down at his kid's soccer game. I mean, he is literally the greatest retainer of information this world has ever seen. All yeah. time. Honestly, I believe that Tom Pellicer is one of the most talented readers of all time. Must go more. Yeah, I would say he's an excellent reader. The, the memo, no one dominated the memo world like Tom Pellicer, who can hear us, Great. by the way. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Hi, boy, Tom. Tom! Tom! He's where Tom, Pat's calling you. Tom! He plugged He's in. plugged in. in. Yeah, yeah, he might be charging for the day. Tom! <laughs> Tom. What's up? Actual question. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. So we were a part of the book club 
Aaron Rodgers Book Club. We sold a lot of books. Might have been the biggest book club in the world, actually. Impossible. I've never read a book in my life, okay? I'm not great at the entire reading of a long thing and being able to retain it. Now, if it's a tweet or something, I'm pretty good. I can remember it like it's nothing. Do I know any characters? Have you always had, which, by the way, are articles, just shorter articles. So you give me an article I can read at and I can retain it and I'm off and running. For you, have you always had the ability just to read an entire book and then, boom, be able to drop in like chapter 47 and then into 10 if you have to out of nowhere. I think that's what we, that's literally how we talk about you. We're like, hey, Tom Pelissero gets the memo from Goodell because everybody gets these fucking memos. And somehow it goes into your neural link in the back of your head. And then you're able to go on TV like two minutes later and recite that thing word for word. Yeah. Has that always been an ability of yours? I would say the greatest compliment I ever remember getting in like my school years, like college days, was one time a professor wrote on a paper, I can't actually tell if you read the book, but you made a very compelling argument. Well, you wrote the book. <laughs> you probably, now, your research paper on the I book did, was probably I did not read that book. the book. We yeah. had to write an essay on it. But the point is, being able to pick out the parts that matter without actually doing consuming the entire thing. I don't read a 300-page memo. You, you know how to find the important stuff. Well, you do a great wow. job. Wow. Absolutely. You do a great job, up. Tom. We appreciate it. It's good to see you again, buddy. We got to get you on the show, Tom. We got to get you back <laughs> on the wonderful. show. Wonderful. I'm here for you anytime. You're the best. All right. Um, let's go to uh, Ty Schmidt. Yeah, Rap Sheet. There were a lot of rumors last night about the Packers. How heavily engaged in trading up were they actually? Like, was that ever a possibility that they were going to move up to get one of those receivers or no? Yeah, they. I thought they were going to. The word I got, and you have to ask – uh, your favorite quarterback about this, but the word I got was that Traylon Burks was the guy that Rodgers liked, that he had done the most work on, that he kind of wanted, and he went early. Like he, I mean, obviously we know we went to Tennessee, so we went earlier than we thought. And I mean, so yes, they made all the calls. I thought they were going to move up. Receivers went like there was a quick run around like eight to twelve, I think it was. Yeah. And then when Burks went, they were done because they weren't going to trade up for any of the other guys. So, like, everybody, of course, was like, I can't believe the Packers, you know, took defense or whatever. It's like they weren't going to get the guys they wanted. They were picking too far back. So, like, my guess is they'll pick one or maybe two today. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rap Sheet, you dropped uh, Hold on. Aaron said he liked Jameson Williams, I think. Yeah, most. And also yeah. Traylon Burke. Last night he told that to us. He said oh, he, thinks, he thinks the most NFL ready was Jameson Williams uh, from his thing. And I don't know if you mentioned Burks or not, but he if you're hearing that, that means, that means you probably uh, know something. It, did Pelissero read this? I don't, you tell yeah, me. Uh, Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rap Sheet, kind of a two-parter here. You dropped a pretty crazy story right after Trevon Walker got drafted about the oh, accident yeah. he was in, what happened there. And then also, can you confirm whether— How long ago, too? Yeah, how answer? long ago? And uh, did Chris Angel get the first three picks, right? Because we weren't really updated on that. That was that. on ESPN. That was on ESPN. Uh, I wasn't watching that broadcast. <laughs> what? I was on ESPN. I was clearly on ABC. <laughs> Oh, um, like 1,000%. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was there with Desmond. I thought he was every, game day. I, I yeah. thought he, oh, Kuypner, yeah. yeah. I thought he yeah. was. Yeah. Right. Mel Kuy he yeah. said, if I get this right, I want to take Kuypner's spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. I figured just he was on every show because he's a magician. Well, he, he might be That's actually now. a great thought. Yeah, it might be it's wrong, now. but that's a great thought. He did get it right, though. He did? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he, he's going to replace Kuypner next year. Let's go. He fucking does again. Chris Angel's unfucking believable. Yeah, guys. I've never seen him. I feel like that would be a great show to go to. 
Uh, all right, I have. Anyways. Yeah, if you can stand and clap, you'll love it. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't throwing his fastball when I went. All right, I think yeah. he's, he's found his love of magic again. He has a yeah. whole new show. It's very apparent he's all in. He's got the football so, pants when true. he's doing Raider stuff. I mean, Wait, it's hold on. So when you told him he, he was doing a nice job, that was not accurate. I never told him that. I've never oh. told Chris Angel that. I actually... <laughs> That was the most uncomfortable I've ever been. I was at a show, and he forced no me to do, give him a standing ovation. Me and A.Q. Shipley were actually there because mm-hmm. we were all so hungover. It was like day three of us being there, and we were so hungover, so sick, and we're like, all right, we're going to delay us going to the bars. We're going to do a shows. Like, people do shows. We're going to do shows. Mind Freak's got a show okay. in the hotel we're in. Let's fucking go to Sign Mind Sign me Freak. up. So we go down and get the best tickets available. We're in the front fucking row. And that was a mistake. It was an immediate mistake. And then we couldn't get out of there until everybody stood up and started clapping because he needed the energy to spin the saw to cut the woman in half. And we were the only two, I think, at the time that weren't a part of his cult that were standing and clapping. We were getting yelled at by the people around us in the stands that the lady was going to die if we didn't stand up. So we stand up. We're like, all right, here we go. Almost puking at this point, by the way, with how sick we are. And then all of a sudden, big camera comes out. Chris Angel standing in front of everybody. Me and AQ are in the front row giving him a full standing ovation. And it's like, all right, they cut the woman in half, show's over. Who knows if she lived? Did we bring enough energy or not? But anyways, his next show's better. I know it. It's with Cirque du Soleil or something like that anyway um, go on pal what uh what, what was the other i gotta Trevon. put the makeup on a sec what was the other part trevon walker car accident oh yeah uh trevon walker so this was on uh april 16th i believe after the whatever the georgia spring game was it was after that him and quay walker were in a accident where they wrecked two parked cars and it was like a serious accident and there was no citations and he was not somehow not injured um, pretty dramatic situation two weeks before the draft, though. I'd say, Jesus. Hope they're okay. What? Happy they're both first-rounders after crashing into parked cars. <laughs> yep. No citations, no serious injuries. Just like you in Vegas, pal. Keep killing it. We can't wait yep. to watch you again tonight on the NFL Network. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for watching. Actually, do watch this time. Oh, you're the best. You did so good last night. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Exactly. You shaved your mustache last night. You fit in well in Indianapolis at the firefighter convention. Yeah, a lot of stolen valor, though. I didn't want to make it seem like I was a firefighter, <laughs> yeah. and I got a couple of those comments, and I was like, okay, I can't be doing this. I did. Well, he had gym shorts on and mm-hmm. something else. I mean, yeah. he looked like Hoodie. an asshole. Yeah, yeah sure. absolute prick. I mean, he looked like an asshole. Uh-huh. I was like, I looked at him at one point. I was like, you look absurd. And he was, I mean, oh, yeah. there was a couple places where the BPMs were just catching our bones. Yeah, right in the sweet spot. You know what I mean? So he was. Yeah, I was loving it. Oh, he had gym shorts on. Yeah, terrible shoes, obviously. His fucking shitty-ass shoes he wears or whatever. Stains all over the gym shorts. Nothing matched. He looked like an asshole. But his Uh goddamn, he had a Patriots hat on, camo, and then he had this mustache, and then his mullet was flowing out. And in the firefighter convention, we're talking, when I say this, I mean this. There's like thousands of firefighters now from all around the country that are in Indianapolis. And I don't want to say, like, stereotypes are a real thing, but there's a lot of Similar-looking motherfuckers roaming around Indianapolis Uh right now. Connor went to order a beer, and the bartender said, you got a great firefighter mustache. He said, I'm actually not a firefighter. Yeah. (laughs) But right to Connor's left was the same exact mustache on her little bit rounder head, Uh firefighter from Long Island. Okay. Right to his right, another great Mm. mustache on a... Rather large, fat head. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Firefighter from Massachusetts. Yeah, drive, then, drive. like right behind Connor, another incredible mustache with a cap. 
little bit thinner build. Oh, here's a firefighter from fucking Montana. Mm -hmm. So we're talking mustache city last night. You felt what? You got alpha? You felt like you were a beta with that mustache? I mean, definitely out of those four, and there was plenty others. I was last place in the mustache, you know, competition. But it was more so about people saying, oh, it's a good firefighter mustache. And I'm sitting here like, I'm an asshole. So I I am not (laughs) one of these. Yeah, I I do not want to take away from what these guys are putting on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not about the stolen valor game, so I just figured, you know what, I'll shave it. Let the mustache because you got a whole go. weekend ahead of you here in Indy. Bingo! And if I go out there and get another, oh, you know what, you're, you're a great firefighter, aren't you? I Thank you for that. your service. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't take that. Eric I would love to. Texted me but last night. Do you still have that fire helmet you wore two years ago? Yeah, what's that all about? You were trying to go out there and just be full fucking no. uh, Lieutenant Dan or whatever the hell that guy. Oh, I mean, I would love to be Lieutenant Dan, but <laughs> aside from the wheelchair. But I do think that if I were you to, mean? you know, continue to go out. The entire weekend, <laughs> and there's a chance, you know, I get a few more firefighter comments, and I can't have that. I just can't. No, you can't. Obviously, hey, there were some zombie firefighters last night. There, oh, yeah. there were some boys fucked up. Some, last I night. bet some Fu Manchus too. It wasn't just a stash. There's a lot of all-time facial hair we saw. Uh, my uncle, firefighter chief for a long time in Pittsburgh. I have nothing but the utmost respect mm-hmm. for the firefighters. Mm-hmm. Plenty of holidays where his beeper would go off and he'd be gone because somebody fucking put the turkey in too long. Sure. Like, I have nothing but respect for everything that they do, run towards danger, away from it. Last night, though, it sounded like they were all running towards the bar. Oh, yeah, they were <laughs> ripping it. a lot of boozed up firefighters around Indianapolis last night. And you know what? More power to them. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, Enjoy go get it. it. That, that was one bar we were talking about that was closed, but there were still about 200 firefighters around the bar inside, and they wouldn't let any more people they in. They literally because... looked at the exact same, too. <laughs> yeah. We drove down the street, and I'm like, oh, there must be some sort of fucking white person convention <laughs> going on down here. And then we get in there, we start seeing all the mustaches, and they're like, uh, uh, somebody comes up, they're like, I'm pretty drunk. Are you Pat McAfee? And I was like, uh, no, I hear it all the time. You're really boozed up or whatever. He goes, I've never been to Indianapolis. Fucking another guy comes up. He's like, we literally were like, we're going to Indianapolis. We're going to see Pat. Like, that was a joke we were making. Like, you're actually Pat McAfee or am I way too drunk right now? I'm like, I'm not Pat McAfee. We should take a picture, though, tomorrow morning when you come out of your little blackout. You'll realize you took a picture of somebody that isn't Pat McAfee. Who are you? They were like, my name's Dan. I'm a firefighter Long Island. (laughs) This guy's a firefighter. This guy's a firefighter. That guy's a firefighter. And it was at that moment we were like, ah, Ah, firefighter convention. So everybody here is firefighters. He's like, yes, everybody. Our entire fucking department's here. Like, Look down dance floor. That's the Long Island Fire Department right there. <laughs> they were fucking killing it or whatever. It was good for them having a night. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Enjoy, Enjoy Indianapolis. Woo. And hopefully these bars around here will be a little bit fucking more hospitable. It's unbelievable what happened last night. Yeah. Those Wild. bouncers were trying to cost their bartenders a lot of money last night. Yeah, and I couldn't even fathom. He was a little guy, too. Hey, so you, you get snapped in fucking half, pal. I, unless he knows karate. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> that guy needs to relax a little bit. Tone Diggs, big night for you last night. Joining us now is a man who exited the draft spectacular <laughs> in the most vulgar fashion of all time. Yeah. Absolute break. I'm not doing this anymore. Just hangs up on the entire show. Mm-hmm. Hangs up on our biggest night. Mm-hmm. He is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, a COVID Cup champion, yeah. uh, AJ Hawk. Yeah. Why'd you hang up on us, dude? I, uh, I 100% did not mean to. I was, you know, uh, I think I might have been trying to vacuum something quick, and oh, I brushed, hit the mouse, hit the X, and I popped off, and I told Zeke, I just texted with Zeke, 10 minutes ago, like I sat here for about 
40 seconds, maybe a minute, said, hey, it might call me back, but I figured we were wrapping the show, so I just called it a night. Yeah, it was a great yeah. exit. It was a great yeah, exit. Yeah. Real right. AJ Hawk. I really didn't mean to, honestly. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on the draft as a whole? We talked about it. It was a story about runs, you know, defensive end early, then offensive tackle, then it was corner, then it was wide receiver, then it was trade, 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 and then, you know, everything kind of happens at the end. I do feel bad, and we got a lot of tweets from this, because we were – some of the drivers for making the Cincinnati Bengals a better organization with the indoor practice facility, which is just a bubble that's being popped up. They could have done 100 years ago. Literally, they've been doing it at Duquesne. Yeah. I think all you need is like two people just going, <laughs> and every single winner you can get a bubble. But shout out to Cincinnati, making the Super Bowl, and then also becoming a 2022 franchise. We appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah, we love the people of Cincinnati. With that being said, your draft pick's so late, we were dead by the time the Bengals draft pick came along. We did not react at all no got a lot of tweets from Bengals people saying we didn't even address the Bengals. that's what it's like when you're picking 31 okay when it's seven hours into the goddamn thing there's a chance we might miss it we might be looking at the light at the end of the tunnel okay yeah. we might be doing that we apologize Bengals got better last night though. oh yeah Bengals got better what are your thoughts on the draft as a whole aj what's the big takeaway for you well i mean Bengals fans should be happy the situation they're in hey get used to it you hope to be Bingo. drafting back here at the back end of the draft from here on out don't they Absolutely. They yeah. took Daxton Hall. Safety for Michigan. He's Yeah, he's a good player. Daxton Hill. He's yeah. a player. Yeah. yeah, he can play ball. Yeah, Daxton Hill is an absolute player. Congrats to the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but I think – I don't know if you guys already hit it. You, guys, you probably went around the room. Well, oh, what's your takeaway? But other – No. At least for me, other than Chris Angel, I feel like the Jets and the Eagles most likely won the draft. Well, the Giants as well. I mean, anybody that had multiple picks in the first round, you have but to. But really, assume. no one knows, though. This is like saying who wins the offseason. Like, we got to see how they turn out. But the Jets did maximize their picks. I feel like they got some good value. You're, you're saying that I went around the room and said, what's your big takeaway? I didn't. But what you just said is what we did say earlier. We have no fucking idea how anybody did. The Giants and Jets got multiple people in the first round, so we'd assume that they won. The Eagles as well. They get A.J. Brown. The Cardinals get Hollywood Brown. So it's easy to say in the moment. Like, it seems like this team won. Who lost? That's the question. Who lost the draft? It feels like it was a very positive draft for most teams, doesn't it? We're, we're not sitting here singling like certain people out saying, oh, you're a big dumb stooge. I think the negativity went towards the Cowboys. I think there was some negativity towards yep. the Cowboys that none of us know, by the way. Not, that might yeah. be the best fucking offensive attack in the history of the NFL. Yeah. We have no clue. But it did seem like because there was kind of the parody of all these players that everybody could kind of spin that they had a positive night. Whenever there's like tiers, if you don't trade into that tier, people think that you're being lazy or not being committed. So, oh, we lost. We could have want that. If you draft somebody of a lower tier, when the media is telling you that there's a higher tier person left, you could probably do that. But it felt like everybody's expectations of these players was basically the same. It's like, hey, this is basically the deepest draft or first round that we've ever seen. Although the top talent isn't there, there's a lot in the middle. And I think that's why everybody's like, hey, good draft. Yeah. Yeah. A team that we didn't talk about today, which I hate doing. Um, they did lose Hollywood Brown. But um, getting Kyle Hamilton at 14 and Lander Bomb at 25 or whatever, Ravens had a – those are two pretty solid guys if you look at their college reputation. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's what-the-fuck tweet was not about Lander Bomb. That was about something else, mm -hmm. allegedly. Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Joining us now is a NFL insider for Fox, but he'll be covering the draft tonight and tomorrow on NFL Network. Emmy-nominated co-host – Oh, no, I yeah. know. Every time. I was just thinking about that. What's going on? 
We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, that's Hopefully what I'm saying. You can tell us. Oh, you're telling. You're trying to say the show's breaking up? Wow. Well, no. no. So you just don't put that in the universe. Hey, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get educated. Don't act like everybody knows what every show is doing. Ladies and gentlemen, well, I'm just. This is my fuck. Can I be a human, dude? I'm sorry. I got yeah. emotions. I was in the middle of introducing this guy. I'm like multiple time this Emmy nominated. Who said this? Huh? Kurt Warner said he. You need to. You need to feel your emotions more. Kurt said that last night. Thank you, Kurt. Well, Kurt, Big Z. Two days ago. His wife, Brenda, mm -hmm. Northern Iowa, the whole thing. They brought some emotions out of me. I'm never doing that again. Okay, unless I watch The Ultimate Underdog Story again, American Underdog. American Underdog. Yeah. Unless Great I watch show. that movie again, I'm not going to experience this. But I am getting a little bit broken up because we watch that show every fucking morning. Every uh -huh. day. There's a reason there. Two time, two time, time Emmy nominated. One of the co-hosts who might be able to tell us what the future looks like, both for the show and the draft, Peter Schrager. Yeah, Something unpredictable. Boom, but in the end, it's right. I hope you had the time of your life. And that's what we say about Good Morning Football. It seems like every morning you guys are having the time of your life. That's why Hell we love you. Yeah. That's why we love it. We what? love the gang. We love, love the crew. You, Come on. It's so hard to say goodbye. It's to yesterday. yesterday. Sing some more Kelly Shrakes. Um, oh, yeah, right. What's your problem, these the, dude? These are, the, these are the songs in my head, problem, but we just got to keep on moving. Uh, let's talk draft. Hold on. What was that uh, That vitamin C song that was like every single graduation? Graduation song. Yeah, it was As like, we go on, we remember all the times we had together. About the bullshit we all bought in. Love you. We're bummed about it. We're loved. We're bummed about. Good morning, football, and what the potential future holds. The internet doesn't know shit about fuck, but it does feel like everybody's on the same page there. We hope you'll figure it out, Shregs, because that's where you came into our hearts. And that's where you came into our lives, and we appreciate you for joining us right now. Let's talk about the draft. I don't know if you knew this. I would assume you did because you had to feel pretty good. We were keeping track of all the mock draft experts because we had our guy, Mitt, competing against everybody. And if Mitt had the best mock draft out of all the uh, uh, experts, he would have won $20,000. Yeah. Turns out. He came in last. <laughs> Damn. Now, we will not give out the names of who came in second to last, third to last, for whatever the case is. But we will say, Shrake's had the best mock out of round one. First place. Hey, baby, Shrake, you knew your hey, shit, dude. Tell you what, Pat. Thank you, and I'll take my flowers a little bit. I had 29 of the 32 guys drafted last night. as go Now, I didn't have the right team for everybody, but I had 29 of 32. Damn. I had GMs yeah. texting me and being like, we use that as like kind of an idea of like who's going, who's going where. That is the ultimate honor. I bust my ass on that mock draft. You know how much I take it seriously. Now, I got some wrong. I don't know if I want to go through all the wrong ones, but I'll take a moment to take my flowers that I kind of had the right guys going to the right places. And we knew that, one, that run on wide receivers was going to happen. And I said it yesterday on your show. If the Packers were indeed going to get one of those guys, they had to be aggressive. They opted not to be. Well, congratulations, Shrake. Yeah, well, you did it. Go ahead, AJ. Shrink, so now the question, like how early are we going to see a quarterback taken uh, here in the second round? I don't have a team. I don't have a place. Like, honestly, I said it last night. Uh, I was asked about it. I said, uh -huh. I knew Pickett and Willis were going to go. I just don't know where and when, but I don't think it's going to happen in the top 20. I was shocked. I thought Willis or Ritter to the Steelers. That was the intel I was getting. They go Pickett. 
who they watch every day at practice, and they kept that pretty close to the vest. They must have really liked him because, as you know, guys, the Steelers, when you practice, the parallel field next to them, it's not in another building. It's not in a five minutes away. They share the facility the fields with Pittsburgh Panthers. So they've had their eyes on Pickett all this time. But I think Willis will go in, in the third round or the second round, I'm sorry, oh. and then we'll find out from there. But I've got a lot of people texting me about Brees Hall, the running back, or where do you think Alec Pierce, the wide receiver from Cincinnati, goes? Do we need to move up to get him? No one's asking me about the quarterbacks, and I'm curious to see oh. just how soon it is if, if this is even the case where, hey, it didn't happen in the first round. It might be a little bit into the second round, too. I wonder if Tomlin and Colbert were judging every quarterback they met with against Pickett. Right, because you're talking about the practice field, and practice field definitely important. Game field, uh, game tape obviously more important than practice field. How he handles himself around the building, though, with the janitors, the chefs, the fucking wait staff, everything. Like they were probably comparing every single quarterback they met with with everything they had on Kenny Pickett, and with Colbert this being his last draft, kind of sailing off into the sunset. They seemed pumped about getting Kenny Pickett, too. Did you see that video of Tomlin skipping into the room to call Kenny Pickett and get out there? It's crazy. Untucked, looking like just thrilled (laughs) that he fell. They didn't think in a million years Pickett would fall to them. The 20. Um, And this is kind of cool. There's kind of a a cool symmetry here. When Ozzie Newsome was in his last draft with the Ravens, he traded back into the first round and was like, here's Lamar Jackson. This is my last first-round pick. I'm getting Lamar Jackson. The expectation is Colbert is going to actually move on, and it's like, hey, here's my last pick. I'm going quarterback, and you guys now have Kenny Pickett, who, as much as we were hyping up Malik Willis, I think of the 32 teams in the league, of the 20 I talked about with quarterback, most of them had Pickett above Willis on their boards. You and Cliff Kingsbury, obviously very close friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Came in here. Together. Right Together, here. yeah. My guy. I've, I've seen group text messages with you and Cliff yeah, Kingsbury. Sure. Like, I've seen them, okay? Like, you guys... Very tight. He told us only four people, and Ian Rapport's reporting maybe six people, including Tori Dondi mm-hmm. and his agent and Hollywood Brown being a part of it. Only four people knew about that, but that was weeks in advance. DaCosta said, if that gets out, we are canceling the deal. So everybody was kind of locked, tight, sealed. We need to keep this thing in. That never happens in 2022. Did you get an inkling that the Cardinals were up to something? I assume you did. You just didn't know exactly what it was? I'll tell you this, okay, because I'm not going to put anyone in a tough spot. About a month ago. Oh, geez, Cliff, Drake, you're going to put somebody in a tough spot. There's only four people Cliff, fucking knew, so there are three <laughs> people are going to know. Cliff and I went through the draft because it was post-combine and it was about to be post-free agency. And he was like, these, these fucking wide receivers are awesome. And there's a lot of them. And we have 23. Like, And we went through and he's like, there's no way I'm getting one of these guys. There's just no way. So he knew that Jamison Williams, who he loved, and he knew that uh, Olave, who he loved, and he knew that Wilson and London were going to be gone. I don't think he might necessarily expected Burks and Dotson also to be gone. So they had a plan. I respect the hell out of it. They had a plan. Let's go make a plan and get a wide receiver. That player individually, Marquise Brown, was highlighted. This is one of, Lamar, uh, one of Kyler's best friends from college. And it's also a guy that absolutely torched, torched Cliff when they were in college playing against each other, Texas Tech and Oklahoma. So Cliff Cliff circled this one, and, I mean, they had to keep it quiet. I did not know the trade was going down. I did know that they were going wide receiver one way or another. They were going to figure this thing out, and they got their wide receiver. And I know that Kyler 
as well as Cliff, is very happy this morning. Okay, so the Jets, a team that you were talking about, you said Sauce was basically a lock there, I think, a few weeks back. Like, you're like, ah, Sauce is going to the Jets. This is a layup almost, the way you were speaking about it as a matter of fact. The Jets got better last night, it feels like. They even trade back in and get three number ones overall. They see around the AFC East, the Dolphins are going all in, the Bills are the Bills, and fucking Bill Belichick just got a guy out of the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. strange, baby. Strange, who has the uh, duck, is how Darius Butler described it, the old school uh, face mask there. But did they feel like they had to do something in the draft here? Is that why they traded up for a third pick in the in the first round? Or what do you feel from the Jets in the sense over there? Yeah, so Sauce and Wilson was who I had them taken, and they were happy that that actually worked out. They got Sauce and Wilson. They would have been happy for the day. And then around pick 15, uh, Joe D, who you got to have on the show. Joe Douglas is, is the man. He He's looking at things, and he sees Jermaine Johnson's falling. Now, I can tell you this. I, I don't know, actually, if – they had him ranked above Thibodeau, but they were for a while debating who do we who do we like more, Thibodeau or Johnson, Thibodeau or Johnson, and they end up uh, having Johnson on the top eight of their board. So let's say that Damn. let's say if that's the case, what then the as ball. it's slipping and slipping. Hey, slipping. why did he fall? That, so there's a couple. His age, all right. He's he's 24, I believe. That was one thing I heard. His um his interviews were good, and this is a story that like you know I texted with with some folks there today, the Jets, and like. Are you thrilled about Johnson? Like, yeah, we're thrilled about Johnson. I'm like, yeah, but like, what was the story with his past? Because he went community college and Georgia, but he couldn't get on the field. And they're like, no, no, he got on the field. Jupiter. And they transferred to Florida yeah. State. Like, this dude Sick. bet on himself. This dude bet on himself at Georgia with all those guys. It was like, I don't know what they think of me here, but I'm going to transfer out of this program, go to Florida State, and won ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I'll tell you right now. That building, all those guys, from the scouts to the coaches, I know a lot of them, they are thrilled with how their first round went. And I haven't even talked to them about Sauce or Wilson. They're thrilled about Jermaine Johnson somehow falling and then being able to find a trade partner to move up. So they're, I mean, again, it's like you guys said, it's April 28th. Everyone's freaking out. Oh, we did. We won the draft. It means shit. Come, come <laughs> guys don't develop. But Jermaine Johnson is a guy they are beyond thrilled about, and he's fired up too and wants to prove everybody that not only was he worthy of a top five pick or a top 20 pick, he was the best pass rusher in this draft, and you all pass on him. Way to go, Jets. Yeah, there you go, Jets. There you go, Jets. Go ahead, AJ. Shriggs, now that we're past the first round, are we going to see any of these like blockbuster superstar trades, like guys like Debo, Baker, Jimmy G? Like, Are these things going to happen, or are we done with it now? Yeah, I, I knew there, there would be some like talk of it. I didn't think A.J. Brown was going to be traded yesterday. Um, if you remember, I think it was Vrabel came out a couple of weeks ago and was like, A.J. Brown's not being traded. Like That's just what happens, though, sometimes. And as negotiations go on, he was traded. And I think the numbers didn't make sense for Tennessee, and it did make sense for Philadelphia. Tennessee's paying a quarterback a heck of a lot of money. Philadelphia's not. So they were able to make that trade. Uh, Debo. So here I had Eric Armstead with me. He, Eric Armstead, by the way, awesome dude, got up at 5 a.m. in the morning to come on Good Morning Football in person in Vegas while he's here. And we're talking about the Debo stuff. And he's like, everyone in San Francisco is, is say, in that building is like, all right, just let cooler heads prevail here. Let's just this is going to work itself out. Debo is going to be one of ours. And that's what I've been hearing from the from the San Francisco side. As for Debo, I don't see him being traded over the next two days. I simply don't because if he was going to get dealt, well, 10th overall is a lot more uh, appealing than a future first-round pick. Or 12th overall is a lot more appealing. Like, the fact he went throughout first round and they didn't make a trade, I don't think there's any package involving second and third round picks or future first-round picks that San Francisco is going to want compared to what they could have had yesterday. 
You and Rappaport are reporting with like certainty here. Is this something that's known that the Jets put out together an entire package for Debo and who else? The Lions is what Rappaport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this something that's publicly known or is this coming out today? It might be coming out today. I know the Jets were very interested in the connection between not only Robert Sala, but also Mike LaFleur, who's the offensive coordinator for the Jets, was the guy who was there when Debo was drafted and basically had him under his wing. Jets would have loved it, but San Francisco wasn't looking for I don't know the details of the package. And then Detroit, that's the first time I've heard of that. But it would make sense if they made all that, those moves to go up and get Jamison Williams. It would make sense that they would have been willing to do the same thing for Debo. Go ahead, Ty. Shriggs, I know you had 29 of the 32 guys uh, in your mock. But Three wrong. Yeah. Ugh. Three yikes. Ugh, yikes, Outside geez. of Strange to the Patriots, who are you hearing was like the kind of biggest surprise or maybe the biggest reach of the first round? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I, I think when you look at, um, you know, Malik Willis is, is a story because I think everyone figured someone was going to trade back into the back of the end of the first round and go get that guy. Say, all right, we'll get Malik Willis. I think the fact that Jermaine Johnson fell so much was a surprise to a lot of people. And again, I don't have a red flag on that one. Like I've asked around. I don't know where it is, but he still went. Brees Hall is the best running back in this draft. He didn't go at the end of the first round. I think a lot of people thought that might happen. But other than that, like it went with all the names. Like we heard that guys like Elam and Dax Hill were having this late push. Um, I thought Big George, Carl Aftis was going to go. He did. Uh, it's it's those guys at the end of the first round that maybe people thought were going to go a little earlier. That was that was quite a you know if anything a little bit of a surprise. I'll say this about on, uh, strange also because can you tell us about yeah can you tell us about your co-host Sean McVay and Les yeah. being all boozed up doing a watch along? <laughs> Did they yeah. do it? Was that a draft watch along that we saw a video from or was that their press? They were having a good time. I enjoy the hell out of McVay and Les, the Super Bowl champions. They get that house in the hills. It's got a golf simulator. Yeah. In it. It's got all this stuff. They're doing a press conference. They appear to be having a good time. And Sean McVay goes, and there we were. I think we're going to get him at 100. <laughs> that shows that we know. Like people are going to say that was a shot at Bill, but I don't think that's the case at all. Sean Let loves it. Bill Belichick, right? talked to Sean already today. Here's what this was. And he he woke up feeling sick about the whole thing. And I'm like, all right, well, let's talk it out what it is. And he's like, he's like, no, it's we were looking at him and I was busting Les Sneed's balls because I'm like, this guy won't be available at 104. Why are we wasting time oh, watching? So he was publicly talking shit to the GM. Like, oh, yeah. Remember, we were talking about this guy at 104. You fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Been watching film of him at 104 and and here he goes at, tw- at at 29 or wherever he went like what are we doing he also said he felt sick about the kid and uh, i don't know if he's connected with him but like they had strange very high on their board and they didn't want he didn't want strange it's this awesome day for him he's a first round pick to have the story of his draft day week no. day one yeah don't worry about that tell him not to worry yeah. about that that ain't nothing so yeah sean uh he felt sick to his stomach, but I said, you'll get over it. He's like, yeah, I'll probably get over it. It's yeah, fine. you get those hangover sentimental moments where you start feeling oh, bad. Yeah. Did I offend anybody last night? Uh-huh. Yeah, who? Bill Belichick and Cole Strange. Oh, oh my shit. God. Fuck. Let me watch it back. Let me see what I said. Oh, my God. I was talking funny on this guy, not everybody else. Oh, man. Yeah. The Boston media is having a field day on Belichick yeah. um, for that pick, and they're bags. using McVay's reaction as like justification that it's like it's all mm. twisted. But yeah, um, I, I don't I don't know if we're giggling. like if another team took Strange at twenty nine, I'm probably on the show today. Like, 
How could you do that? I don't know. It's Belichick. So we're like, all right, makes sense. Yeah, yeah and that's how the Patriots fans are too, by the way. Shrake's like, of course, Bill. Uh-huh. Of course, Bill took some no name out of some small school that nobody else knew about or had projected. Guess what? This guy's going to start for 20 years for mm-hmm. us, and we're just going to go on and do it. And by the way, Bill's resume says that. There's other coaches or GMs that'll do that that are brand new, and we're like, oh, this person's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be Bill Belichick. Is exactly yeah, what we t- would he took Logan Mankins, I think, 32nd a few years yep. back. And I say a few years when I first started doing this. And I remember talking to another GM who's probably long out of football being like, mm-hmm. Logan Mankins is not a first day. He might not even be a second day pick. And then Logan Mankins goes on to have like maybe one of the, the best careers of any of the Patriots during that regime as far as offensive line goes. So oh, Kyle yeah. Duggar a couple of years ago, people rolled their eyes. He was, he's been awesome for them. So, again, it's not, it's not always pleasant, and it, it kind of is stinging when you're a fan and you don't recognize the name because none of the mock drafts had him. I'd say even with some misses in recent years, Belichick is still pretty good when it comes to analyzing talent and finding the right guys. And as a follow-up to all those fans that don't know the person's name, like, we cover this every single day. Yeah. We didn't know, like, 20 of those guys. Yeah. I mean, who knows what any of these dudes are going to become. Schrager knew. 29 oh, yeah. uh-huh. out of 32, no big Pete deal. Knew. Go ahead, Tone. Schrager's one of the ones that you didn't get right early was Stingley to the Texans. Did you think that was a lot of late, like, bullshit that they were saying? Like, that they're doing a lot of research on this guy where we might take him, blah, blah, blah. Like, how did he end up oh, going no, on fire again. Yeah, I, you know, Nick Casario's the GM there, and he's a straight shooter, and he tells me, I'm not telling you shit. So he's third overall, and he's like, you're my guy, I love you, but like, when it comes to the draft, I'm not telling you. Then I got all this other teams being like, they're taking Stingley at three, they're taking Stingley at three. And I think even in my mock draft I wrote, 99% of the world is telling me Stingley at three, but I don't know the track record of this GM and why that would get out or who has that and who from the building. It's all, you know, Lovey Smith isn't telling people in the media we're taking Stingley at three. So I went with Icky knowing that they had him high on their board and that people loved Icky and I was wrong. And uh, again, a couple of years ago, it was Mac Jones and Trey Lance, everyone in the world telling me that, you know, that I should have gone with Trey, but I just was stubborn. I'm like, they're not going to take Trey Lance over Mac Jones. This was me being stubborn. I should have listened to the voices and I didn't. And I got burned. Yeah, Shrakes. Uh, first of all, obviously the Boston media calling for Belichick's head. We're also asking when they should, you know, probably let go of him before the Mac Jones draft so they can go to hell. But uh, you mentioned Kyler. Because of this Hollywood Brown move, do you think that kind of gives the Cardinals a year or so to uh, kind of figure out that deal? Or is that something you still think they might try and get done before the season starts? Yeah, like I don't know what Kyler will think contract wise, but at the very least, I got to think, I, would, I wouldn't say it's an olive okay. branch. We have to. Like, we're doing everything we can other than doing that to make you feel loved and supported. But um, I would say the fact they went and got their best friend, the fact they traded uh, first, uh, you know, first round pick, and the fact that what he brings is something that they, they, really, they really miss without Christian Kirk in the offense. Like, you put that speed, Marquise Brown's fast as shit. Like, it's speed now. You've got Rondell Moore, you've got Marquise Brown, then you've got big DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Zach Ertz in the middle. Like, I don't know if you can have a better wide receivers and running backs combination in the league than what they have in Arizona so short of paying him 40 million dollars they're doing everything they can to support him and give him the weapons that he might want hey looking back on the Cardinals situation with the coaches they obviously extended uh Cliff and they extended Steve Kime they didn't give him the bonuses huh? after playoff that was a big deal this owner seems to be getting everything right was that real or was that not real I remember looking no that didn't come from Cliff I didn't report that the stuff about like the playoff bonuses you've heard that so I can't I can't speak on it, and I'll tell you, Cliff never said a word about it. And you had him on the show and asked, and he's like, I don't even know what you guys are alluding to. 
Yeah, but he would say that, right, if it was real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Post-extension. Yeah, especially with how handsome he is and how cool he is. He got was. his money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, he's so cool, dude. He caught us last night from like a winery, I think. I, yeah, I looked he, like it. He was up with, with the suit on. He looked so cool, so Bro. confident, so comfortable. All those weapons now. I mean, good for them. They're going all in, man. I fucking love that over there. I, it's the only way you can live. And like you watch the Rams play and how they do it. I think the Chargers have done it the last couple of years. And it's, it's more than just a football thing. It's a philosophy <laughs> on life. I think this sounds very emotional, but like, Post-pandemic, like, what are we doing? Like, you're planning about three years ahead of time. Like, go all in year to year. And let's see. The Eagles are all in for 2023. And they're doing that because they're like, we're going to go for it. We're going to be relevant. And if you're planning for four years from now, I'm not sure that's the that's the move right now in the NFL because you will not be coaching and you will not be the GM if that's what your strategy is. Hey, just real quick before AJ's question here, and this is not about the draft at all, Broncos are going to be sold before the season even starts. Is there even talk about that out there in Vegas? That's a pretty big fucking deal, isn't it? It's a huge deal, and there's local people involved. Josh Harris, who owns the Sixers and the Devils, I hear his name is mentioned. And I'll tell you, the NFL is is, is hands-on on this thing because it's a really cool opportunity. These teams don't come open uh, too often, and the hope is that in the next couple months, the Broncos will be sold to a new invigorating ownership group, um, perhaps an ownership group with uh, some people of color involved. We'll see if that's a possibility. The NFL would love to see that, and I think everyone else would too. So the Broncos, uh, that ownership deal – is a huge Jeez. deal, and that's going to be the most expensive franchise bought in the history of sports, maybe, based on the NFL and where it's at and what a prime jewel that is in the NFL's castle of, like, you know, their crown. Just real quick, though, old Cuzzy gets the Cardinals from his dad. Completely different team. Yeah. Completely different team than when his dad was running it. Like, if new ownership and never, not saying that they haven't made moves. They got Russell Wilson, obviously, yeah. they've done that. But that new owner is going to be antsy to have success. They're going to, just like Tepper in Carolina, that motherfucker will cut anybody. Yeah. Like, I want to win right now. That, like you're saying, the new uh, wave, basically, of the league is not thinking four years in advance. I think as that happens with new ownership, too, like people are going to get excited to kind of get going now. Why would you buy a team and then be like, you know what? If we're not that great, it's okay. It's like, I think that is going to become something. It's great for the league it sure. is it's great for the it's, league it's great and it empowers the coaches like i, I can't like sean mcveigh he he cannot talk enough about the freedom he has to walk into a room and be like i want alan robinson like i know it costs a lot and it seems imprudent like i want alan robinson matthew stafford wants alan robinson like and they give him the keys and say okay we'll figure it out they've got guys in the front office tony pestors and kevin demoff who are like you tell us what you need, we'll make it happen. Nice How liberating. Yeah, sounds incredible. Amazing. Go ahead, AJ. Shrinks, how's that process work when they're selling the team? So the Broncos, do all the other owners have to vote on it? Does it have to be majority? Like, how... How in the world does everything pass through? I know they have a million checks and balances throughout the whole thing. I think there are. I don't know if it has. To, I, I honestly, I should go through the bylaws, and I'm probably speaking out of school saying it, but I'll just be honest. I don't know the exact thing. How many owners have to approve it? But I do know there are several checks and measures along the way, and it's it's usually not going to be some guy who shows up out of nowhere and is like, "Hey, here's five billion dollars." Like Tepper was a minority owner of the Steelers. Haslam was a minority owner of the Steelers. Um, Kroenke was involved with sports, had already the Nuggets and already had some other, like when he got involved, like, so you've got to have a track record, but you also have to be an attractive candidate for them to bring them into the fold. Cause once you get in, I mean, there's no greater business than being an NFL owner. I'll tell you that right well, now. Especially right now, as the yeah. more platforms get involved, I mean, the Thursday night football, uh, was announced. It's Mahomes. how about Tony? How about him out there, right there? Just selling product. I loved it. Tony's my guy. what do he do? 
he was out there and he's like announcing the Amazon Thursday night slate uh, of Chargers versus Chiefs. So excited. He's working for Amazon. And I guess he's their first official hire. He did it on behalf of them where he's like, I am going to be on this Amazon football package. I'm talking besides, obviously, uh, who they've got in the booth. and Alan Herbie. It was cool. Yeah, it was really neat. And it's going to be Chiefs versus Chargers as their first game. So Amazon, I don't work for you, but I'm right here if you want. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, what's that mean for good morning football? No. No. Lunch pail got no. hard hat. No. Work boots. Oh, no. Uh, what time do you start tonight, pal? Oh, I got about two hours right now. I think I'm going to crush a nap. And then uh, I've got to be in hair and makeup, is what we call it in the industry, at 1.30 Pacific. So 4.30 Pacific is when I got really get started. Hey, yeah. yeah. Make sure that whoever did your combine makeup is not the one who's standing in front <laughs> yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah. I know. Come on, that was Strikes. Cra- that was me, though. That was on me because I was like, I need more makeup. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. And they, gave it, and they taked it on. I know. Strikes, you don't, by the way. You, you look amazing, pal. Enjoy yourself. Thanks. We can't wait to watch you on NFL Network. Uh, going back to the Broncos being sold, I think because it's the trust, right? Ian Rappaport's like, well, since it's the trust, they actually have to accept the most amount of money. The NFL would like to not, but they have to actually accept the most amount of money. So I think everybody has to get pre-approved and then they put in like a blind bid or something like that. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I No, I like, Ian would definitely know. Ian's Ian's our guy and like, we got Ian and Tom and Judy who like do like that kind of stuff with the ownership stuff. And I would say this, I hope you appreciated me saying I was talking out of my ass before I started answering. Yeah, I loved it. And I actually said you're out of pocket, but hey, that's what the show's all about. We're out of Wave. Can't wait to watch you on NFL Network in a couple hours, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Shank, we love you too. Telling us that for 30 years has been telling everybody what the NFL is about to do. Mm So much so that he doesn't even do the day-to-day anymore because he would just dominate that so much that nobody else would be able to eat. This guy is a scoop-stealing, wheeling-dealing NFL legend. A man who predicted the top 10 picks last night uh, with his social media team. He has screenshots to prove it. That's because hashtag JNew. Author of a New York Times bestseller, I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, Fox Insider, an NFL Network analyst, draft cover. No, he doesn't do anything for NFL Network. Fox. Just Fox. Mm -hmm. Last time he was on Fox Sports Radio. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Glazer. What's up, dude? How am I looking? You look amazing. How's Vegas? Fuck me. <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah, yeah. That's what we that's what we figured there. I don't know how everybody's doing Vegas for four or five days right now. That seems to be aggressive. Well, my dumb ass came out. So Sean McVay and uh and Raheem Morris, like, when are you gonna draft? I'm like, ah, you know, I gotta do it next week. They're like, We got no picks, we'll come out early. So we came out on Friday. Um, with us and our friends, uh uh we got these friends, Avi and Neil and their wives, we came out and uh yeah, uh I've been here for Probably about five weeks right now, even though it's been eight days. <laughs> <laughs> Spent five weeks in Vegas one weekend. I understand. Crazy glue this tooth in this morning, and the only thing I'm missing is the Tyson tattoo. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what? Hold on. Did you actually had uh, crazy glue a tooth into your face? What happened? <laughs> what? Yeah, I really did. What yeah. happened? Like 10 minutes ago, huh? What happened? Sometimes you just lose a tooth. Oh, Vegas. This yeah. is awesome. Jay, Jay this hold is awesome. Yeah, no. What's I got a bone to pick with y'all. What? What do you mean? With your fucking Jason Glazer. <laughs> what? With the fucking lisp. We've talked about this. What? I can have a lisp when all my teeth are in. No. And, by the way, okay, he was saying that I was out there with hookers and, and strippers 
and that's not true. I'm Jewish. I love my money. I do not give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hey, that's not you, by the way. That's let's... Jason Glazer, distant, well, distant thanks, brother. Thanks. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, let's. <laughs> hey, happy to see you're okay. There's still a few more days left. Let's make it to the finish line. Yeah, what do you say? Let's make what it to the finish line, Ken. And nobody can uh, literally as soon as you can check the tape. As soon as I heard everybody was going to be in Vegas for five, six days, I literally said, I don't know how anybody's going to accomplish that feat. I haven't been able to do three days or more there ever in my life. Even when it was scheduled to four, I walked to the front uh, desk, got in a taxi, went to the airport, bought a flight, flew home. I was home by the time everybody I was with woke up. I said, I can't do another day. This is I can't do it. It's too much. Vegas is insane. I'm happy to hear you're enjoying it. What are you hearing about the first round and why it went the way it went? We saw you tweet out a picture of your notes section of you predicting the top 10. How did you know? It felt like this year nobody knew. Hashtag Jay knew, obviously. But do you know what's going on? Did you know what was taking place there? Because the trades came out of nowhere, and this offseason's been insane. But here's what happened. I don't do a mock draft because I don't want to lie to the fans. So if a guy says to me, listen, we're going here, and this is what a lot of teams will do, and this is what I love doing. I love being that inside, inside guy where a team will say to me, listen, we're going to let you know what we're going to do, but you can't use it. Um, but where do we have to move? Do we need to move up? Do we need to move down? Are we okay where we want to stay? And, you know, for me, I don't want a lot of the fans. So if a team says to me, listen, this is what we're doing here at number four. You can't say it, Glaze. Then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to lie to the fans. So I stopped that years ago. I sat one year in the Saints draft room um, before they moved it to 10 minutes, which, by the way, if people want to know what it's like in those rooms, it is not ADD conducive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As fuck, if you have a pick early on, and then especially back then when you didn't have just one day, I mean, when uh, one round in one day it was like three rounds in the first day, it was a yeah, yeah, a lot of that, man. Are you the uh, reason they changed it? I wonder, Jay Glazer can't do it anymore. He you? no, but you know, as a result of that, I'm like, man, I know what they're gonna do, I can't put it out in a mock draft, and as a result, all my guys have appreciated it over the years, and they've said, hey, you know, we kind of want your help here, just. I don't tell them who somebody else is going to take. I just tell them if they have to stay where they are or, hey, why don't you temper your expectations here for your owner that that guy's not going to be there uh-huh. or these be there. So, long. so as a result, they tell me what they're going to do going in, and I, I usually do it for Fox Sports Radio. I kind of set it up beforehand, and that's what I love doing. I did it for a couple of years for NFL Network also, um, but it's it's pretty cool. I love doing this. But, yeah, but for me to go 10 to 10, usually I'm like – I'm not that much. I, and my guy, Scott Schmertz, hit me yesterday. He said, like, number seven or eight. He's like, have you looked at this? I'm like, no, I'm on radio. He's like, you are you got the first eight so far. He's like, how positive are you on two? I said, I'm pretty good on two, the next two and three and four. And, man, it was pretty cool, though. Even for me, I was just like, um, it's because of the trust that people give me. Hashtag. Hey, hashtag. Best thing. Hashtag. Jay New. Jay New. That's what it is. It's hashtag Jay New. You know what I mean? That's just. Trust. It's pretty fucking cool. I gotta say. I agree. Go ahead, uh, ahead, AJ. Jay, without. uh, You don't have to kill anybody, but who do you think may have uh, struggled in the draft or didn't have uh, a night that you thought they may have coming in? Um, Well, here's the thing. Let me me go back. Can I first say who I think did great? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Both New York teams. Man, I love what the Jets did. Love what the Jets did. Yeah. Love what the Eagles did. I love, it's so easy to kill Howie Roseman. And all of a sudden, yesterday, even his own players were like, we love Howie. I think there might have been a free Howie thing on there. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, but it, he's an easy target. Love what they did. Love what the Jets did. Love what the Giants do. 
Giants, they've got to start changing their um, some culture in there. And I love what Joe Shane and Brian Dibble are doing there. As far as who didn't do well there, man, Green Bay's still not coming away with a you know a wide receiver, even though where they were was was hard to get a receiver. Um, I think New England's pick was a stretch all the way up there. Whoa! Really, you know, and I'll tell you a funny story. My guys also, when, when I'm on the clock, when they're on the clock, a little bit before I'll say, who, who are you going to have? And somebody from the Saints room texted me, uh, place. And I'm like, place? The fuck is place? So I'm like, what? And I'm like looking through all my notes. Who is place? Because you never know. There might be a guy that fall in love in the sixth round. And then I finally, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to bother this dude. I'm like, place? Who's place? He's like, my bad. Autocorrect. Olave. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's amazing. That's so, when the when the when the uh, Patriots pick him up, somebody in there sent me the same thing, and they're like strange, uh, ten chat or something like that. I'm like, uh, this must be another autocorrect. <laughs> well, another team said I want to keep bothering this guy, and they're like, who? What are you talking about? Finally, one team when I said, hey, strange, ten to like Tennessee Chattanooga, strange, and I'm like, for Patriots in one, they're like, no, 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 that's that's. No, go back and ask your guy again. So I was like, <laughs> they're like, there's no way we got this guy later on. And I was like, no, it really was. So listen, for me, um, you never know because there may be a guy that sit there in the first round and ends up being a huge steal later on. Strange. But we see too many, too many of these guys that just don't make it. I just think it's a different league these days. What a game the draft is, it sounds like. Honestly, there's so much information trying to be accrued by everybody who can learn who can who can smoke and mirror somebody too you know mm-hmm. who can who can sell somebody a little bit go ahead uh, go ahead Jay. I thought going in that there was going to be runs like specific runs so i thought once those tackles went boom right there's gonna be a quick once the first one went, there'd be a quick run there once the first receiver went bam there'd be a run there and it it did also and everybody started training up once there was a you know a, a couple corners later on, bam, all these defensive backs were taken also. So I thought there was going to be runs, but it's still, you know, the biggest surprise for me is, you know, I was talking, and by the way, there's Raheem Morris calling right now, probably to bitch me out that I just said we we're in Vegas together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cheers, coach. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Uh, at least they're listening. Um, the, um, you know, I, when I, a couple, I think the day before the draft, I was talking to, to Mike Tomlin. And he's like, man, there's no way those two quarterbacks can be there for us. I said, Mike, I think at least one of them will. I thought, I think, I thought the sweet spot there was Carolina. I didn't know Carolina, Carolina wanted to tackle. I know the owner and head coach eventually are going to want a quarterback. Are they going to be able to, you know, withstand some of the pressure to try and get one of those guys early? Because you can get them later, even though they don't have a two or three. Uh, but this really is a draft for for quarterbacks in that third and fourth round. I said. Man, if Carolina doesn't go, which I think they end up going tackle, because that dude from NC State is just a beast. Mike, I think you got both these guys looking at you. And, he's, you know, Mike, he's like, nope, no way. Jake, no way. There's no way. No way somebody's going to sit there and just going to let them drop to us. No way. People are going to make a run at this. I, man, I haven't had one team say they want to better ask them. They're trying to trade up. I'm just telling you. I don't think you need to either. And so I think he was shocked yesterday when – when both were sitting there at, at 20. Well, thanks, Jay. I think all yeah. Steelers fans yeah. are saying, because there's a video of Tomlin walking into the room where he's going to call Kenny Pickett, and he's literally, like, skipping, like, all right, all right, all right, and then he's, like, pushing somebody out of the way, and then he's like, hey, Kenny, you want to stay in Oakland, basically, which is where University of Pittsburgh is and where UPMC is. He looked elated about it. Tone, go ahead. Jay, 
with that, you, you mentioned two quarterbacks there. So if they didn't, if Pickett was gone, do you think they would go Willis? Um, no. And you think them traveling around all these pro days was that smokescreen? Like, did they know Kenny was their guy the entire time? No, no, they flipped back and forth after the combine. They went over to Malik Willis, and they spent more time. But Kenny Pickett's been in their backyard. But that, you know, here's just um, you know, think of the combine. We're all ready to anoint people in certain draft picks right out of the gate. Right. And then then all the interviews start happening. Even the combine, you get 15 minutes with these dudes. It's really those top 30 visits, top 50 visits that you'll start to get to know these guys a lot more. And that's when And here's the other thing. gang. teams do not set their draft boards until the week of. So every time you hear or see a mock, they're not set. And then what happens is then once they set their board, then they bring people in there and they have their own mock drafts. And they kind of argue over those, and they say different scenarios. And when then, in some of those mocks, they're like, "Oh, that guy could actually be there for us." Then they start almost readjusting their grades again on that Tuesday, on that Wednesday, Thursday. Teams are still shifting around what they want to do. So Thursday, you've had 365 days to get ready for this thing, and you're still shifting these. I put something out the other day. There was a day, um, the Cowboys one year for weeks they were set on Sean Merriman with the 11 pick of the draft, set. And then they came in that morning of the draft, and they're like, ah, we started watching DeMarcus Ware again last night. Last night, let's change over to DeMarcus Ware this morning. And that, you know, and that really happens a lot more than you guys might know. It worked out, by the way, whichever yeah. way would have worked out mm-hmm. there. Uh, there was another story you told on your Instagram, and I actually shared it. You said that there was a guy who didn't answer his phone who probably would have won top five. Because he didn't answer his phone, the team did not trade up and get him, and they actually just got lucky enough that he fell to them in the teens. That's like a $30 million uh, missed call in the old CBA. We don't know how long ago this was. You've been covering a draft for 30 years. That's a real story, and you even said in there the person probably doesn't even know to this day. What a heartbreaker. What a heartbreaker for that person. It was a team that was sitting in the, in the top five. They were trying to trade out with somebody. A team was trying to trade into the top five. And because the player they wanted was not a top five player, right? He was later on, but that was their guy. And that's why they're trying to trade out. They just didn't like the, the draft capital they're getting back. So at one point, there's like five minutes left in the clock or three minutes. They go, you know what? Tell him the trade is off. And let's just call the kid and tell him we're going to select him all the way up high. Well, yeah, the kid didn't answer his phone because he never thought he's going to go that high, I guess. Never answered his phone to this day, has no idea. So the team took it as a sign. Well, didn't answer his phone. It's a sign. Let's call that trade partner back, and let's see if they'll up their ante. They did up their ante. They ended up making the trade. That team went all the way up top five. The original team came all the way back into the teens, and they still selected that player in the teens. But, yeah, that was a, a very expensive missed call. Did that player go on to have success? Yep. Are you friends with that person? Have you ever, like, gotten a little boozed up and almost told him? What? <laughs> uh, I, I stay away from that because I know I won't be able to uh, – I wouldn't be able to help myself. <laughs> I, did I was like, Sean, you know you're supposed to go to Dallas right there? He's like, yeah, thanks for telling me, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, that's amazing. Light switch would have been loved in Texas. Go ahead. Yeah, Jay, you mentioned Carolina not taking a QB. Have you heard anything about the possible QBs on the market and also, you know, San Fran? Do you know anybody in there and what their thoughts are with both Debo and Jimmy G? I mean, Jimmy G is just hard right now because of the shoulder. Debo, unless they want to, they don't want to trade him. So, and, and look, Guys, they there are um, there are contract situations that have gotten messy and sloppy over the year. Look what happened with your guy Aaron last year. Even though it wasn't contract, but man, it looked like he was gone. And then all of a sudden, everything's good again. So there's always ways to mend. 
Yeah, I remember when I was at CBS breaking into the NCAA tournament that Michael Strand, who just broke the sack record, is absolutely done with the Giants, will never play for the Giants ever again, and I absolutely believed him. And if it was a time during Twitter, I, it, it may have happened that way. And he didn't go to camp that year, and they've since retired his jersey. Right? So <laughs> there's, there's ways to mend. I think in this situation, the 49ers lo- do love him so much. And they wanted someone to blow them out of the water. Nobody blew them out of the water. Like, they wanted to get a two number ones. and a, They didn't want to get that either. They really don't want to trade them. So somebody needed to really come and blow them out of the water and convince them with some sort of trade. And as far as yeah, Carolina, you could look at Jimmy, but he's, again, the contract and the shoulder. And Baker, for all these teams that have had any talks with, with the Browns and Baker, they want the Browns to pick up some of his money, and they won't. So that's kind of the holdup in, in that situation. Mm. Jay, I think the, the guy who's going under the radar the most is probably the top overall pick. Trevon Walker, he goes to Jacksonville. I feel like we don't really talk about him a whole lot now. Being number one pick is a giant deal. You think this is the right pick by Jacksonville? I wouldn't have wanted to be in that top three or four. Or five. It's, that's tough because there were so many holes in guys. I say holes because you got to be kind of damn near perfect, this you know nine-plus grade, if you're the first pick in the draft. So here's a guy that wasn't featured at Georgia. He did so many other things there. Um, what I was told that teams really started to fall in love with is they got the practice tape from Georgia. Because if you just look at Georgia, you're going, man, this guy is just, you know, what is he? He's playing three technique. He's over here. He's over there. He's just, you know, how come he doesn't win these, win these one-on-ones? It wasn't really focused for him. So if you can get a, a, a defense that's set up to focus on him the way Michigan used Hutchinson, then, man, you might have lightning in a bottle. But they got a lot of practice tape, and they said in practice, the stuff he didn't practice was just ludicrous. Oh, that's such an interesting wow. thing because you can be judged on that because there's a lot of practice, you know. And you're playing Georgia. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's a lot of practice heroes too. Like, th- like that is yeah. almost something that's even yeah. talked about. Yeah. Like, hey, this guy practice here. Thursday All Americans in college. Yeah, exactly. Not that <laughs> Walker wasn't a stud on game day or whatever, but the practice film is fascinating because then you can see the real upside. And it's like, how do we get this to show up? Right on game day? Which, by the way, Doug Peterson has proved he can coach in the past. Oh yeah, yeah. go ahead and get that yeah. thing done. Uh, more just look you guys have seen right straight up one-on-one pass rush drills and things like that we're in a game the scheme may not allow you to be in that situation i saw robert mathis hit a great tackle in anthony costanzo in a one-on-one drill with a fake spin another dip do 360 up and under thing and Costanza blocked air on that one-on-one and Costanza I think threw his helmet or hit, took his helmet and uh, that clip got sent around in a lot of text messages look what happened to Costanza today. Oh, no. so there's one-on-ones by the way very unfair for the fucking offensive lineman normally but there is some exposure that can happen in those things oh yeah Robert Mathis used to yeah I can imagine he fucking went hard every day though that guy like every fucking day he was going his- I was just there's how old I am but I sit there and watch Jumbo Elliott against Lawrence Taylor in practice on one-on-one pass rush drills, and holy fuck, was it unbelievable. And Jumbo used to fucking poke him in the eyes and grab his throat, leg oh, whip him. Then yeah. LT turn around, fucking Jumbo. You, and they just used to get after I mean, dude, it was it was a Tyson Fury heavyweight fight every single time. It's just one-on-one pass rush drills. And a lot of times, there was one, I think it was before the Super Bowl in Buffalo, Parcells specifically put like those guys against Jumbo to piss him off. Because you got Jumbo pissed off, like, watch out. And him and LT got into it so bad, they're like, okay, whoa, 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 that's it, that's it, that's it. Drill is cut off, drill is cut off. 
They might have ended practice over it. Nah, Listen. yeah, there had to be a fight, I assume. The, the one-on-one drills were awesome. So something. LT said something. Jumbo said something back. You should have said. <laughs> and then they're like, well, that's it. And Jumbo, no fucks given. And even LT is like, oh, shit, this guy just went there. And, yeah, they had to, like, stop. I, I think they might have ended practice on that because they just didn't want an all-out brawl. Uh, but they're just trying to make sure that they got under Jumbo's skin because he had to go against Bruce Smith. But that was Super Bowl week against the Bills. Oh, geez. Oh, we did not know that was Super Bowl week. I, I think everybody assuming that was training camp during your stories because I was about to talk about. Hey, I think practice Super Bowl week in a short week. Jesus. Here's the rankings for one-on-ones from a spectator standpoint. If you're at a practice, what you need to go. The linebackers and running backs, worst one. It is <laughs> It is so boring. It's probably worst. No, most collisions, you go right in the A-gap, you're, all, you're watching guys just annihilate each other and end careers. I agree, but goal line, yeah, you guys are getting beat up in that, but it is not spectacular to watch at all. I, I mean, there's big collisions, probably concussions, but it is pretty standard operation on what's going to happen there. Goal line drill is going to give you the same exact thing, but with a lot more people. Then you go, okay, to the... Defensive end tackle one on one. That is prime time viewing, especially if you got two guys. Like if you got two guys yeah. that are really good, it's a good battle. Wide receivers, DBs though, one on one. That is must watch. I mean, it is as soon as that whistle blows. Me and Vinatieri are on a beeline <laughs> over to the. All right, who's going to make our team and who isn't going to make our team right now? It was electrifying to watch. Unfair on the DBs too, man. No pass rush. Bullshit ass routes from the receivers. <laughs> 10 but seconds. That, yeah, yeah. Every, everything's <laughs> against you. But that's when you find out, you know, who the dogs are. Because the, the real top DBs, they want to go against the top receivers and, and vice versa. So uh, it's definitely fun. Definitely a fun part of training camp. Super Bowl week, seeing two of your guys <laughs> just start brawling. Yeah. They're running one-on-ones, by the way, Super Bowl week. That's awesome. No. That is the change in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would not be happening nowadays. That's a wild time. Uh, Jay, we appreciate your time. We know you got a lot going on. I want to talk about the book, though, man. You've had so much success. We've got a chance to chat with you before the book was released, as the book was released, and now after it. How's the whole process been? Have you been enjoying the Unbreakable Being an Author process? And uh, it feels like you're really interacting with a lot of people with it all. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been great because I'm trying to get mental health to be more proactive than reactive. Usually, we go get a therapist. We, we talk to someone when the sky is falling. right? We don't do that physically. Physically, look, you're going to sit there and you're going to punch a million balls a day, right? So you're always you're making sure you're always improving. We're always getting better. Mental health, we're not doing this. And I just went down and talked to the whole USFL, Eric Shanks, our, our boss at Fox. I, I credit to him. He said, look, listen, I want to get ahead of this for this whole group of players. So I want you to come down and see if we can get a little proactive. And I went down there and I was like, listen, we don't have enough therapists for all of us. So we've got to be each other's therapists. So not just when the sky is falling, not just when that gray between our ears is getting dark at all times. So it can help us out. And I had my son Sammy with me, and you know, you had four or five hundred players in that room. Fox bought all of them books. You can see they didn't want to be there to start it, at the start of it. But halfway through, I turned them, and every one of them got up, stand up afterwards, and and asked to talk to me, like one on one after, just saying, "Mr. Glazer, man, I have this anxiety, I got this depression, but I never knew who I could talk to." And then all of a sudden, their teammates said, "Hey, man, you can talk to me." They're like, "For real?" Like, yeah, you could talk to me. That's what they're here for. And every one of us, we have some shit. And that's okay. Like, I'm fucked up, but I'm good with my fucked upness. And the more we could push this path, like, I got to be honest with you. I thought it'd be rainbows and unicorns when I came out of the book. Mm. Uh, but I stopped all my treatment to write the book. Yeah, we heard that. That was why. Because mm-hmm. 
wanted to be as raw as I could because I wanted to help as many people as I could. And and I'm a, I'm like I said, I'm fucked up. Like I got that darkness, which makes me where I am. It motivates me to get there. But I've never really gotten. Um, I, I I never got. I never got back to where I was supposed to be. Um, so as I've kind of taken this on, people lift me up by telling them how much it's helping, giving them the words now to talk to people and <clears throat> confide in their brothers and sisters or husbands and wives. It's lifted me. I still got a, a little room to go because I took off those eight months. Me taking off eight months of doing any sort of treatment is not good because I do, I do these IVs. I do, man, I, I'll try the next greatest thing. Um, I do meditation. I talk to therapists. I talk to my friends. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I kind of still have my ups and downs, and that's why I wanted to write this, because I'm going to be in this in real time with y'all. Because we got to do this shit together, man. we got to walk this walk together. So I, I appreciate how much you guys have pushed it. We've saved a lot of fucking lives together so far. Wow. And I'm to save them, but I want to continue to empower lives. we got to use our gray. The same way we're proud of our physical scars, we got to start being proud of our mental scars and start telling people, hey, I overcame this depression. I got this entire anxiety attack today man i overcame this this is how i did it and start sharing it with each other hey team fuck the great pal we've been following along the entire journey keep it going the book's unbreakable we appreciate you jay good luck the rest of the weekend surviving and talking about the nfl draft it's crazy glued in right here all right there you go hey get it together all right ladies and gentlemen <laughs> jake laser is that hollywood is that no 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 it's my guy you're like well, that's what we're saying. Lamar? No, not Hollywood. Come on, D-Buck. Lamar Jackson? D-Buck, can you take the phone off so just in case oh. a number pops up? Thank you. Well, but, I mean, unless It almost someone... happened last night. That's why I asked. What's going on? Oh. his phone? Yeah. Oh. You can see it with the camera angle. Oh. oh. Good looks, Foxy. Oh. Hollywood Good eye. No. That happened with the Ravens last night. Their entire yeah. draft board yeah. was yeah. on TV. I revealed. And then somebody tweeted it. They, they try to hold that in very high regard, I guess. Wasn't it Jerry Jones, too? He was like oh, going yeah. to show yeah. them a picture. Hey look. hey, look, I can fucking show you the... Hey, listen. Jerry's hilarious. Just three days ago, this fucking guy... That's <laughs> <laughs> we had him right. Hey, zoom in. Zoom in on that one right there. What's this that? is where he was now. Just three days ago. Look, here's the asterisk. This is him. I actually drove that. He's He was here. Oh, fuck. Oh, I shouldn't fucking. <laughs> well, except for the quarter, none of these guys are available. Oh shit! <laughs> Listen, that's funny that we just did that. <laughs> Jerry spun that thing real quick, mm -hmm. real quick. Mike McCarthy laughing about it, just like, oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> Our practice field is surrounded by office buildings that anybody could buy. Here's the video of Jerry Jones giving away their entire draft card, basically their top fifty, <laughs> almost. And somehow nobody has tweeted this actually zoomed in or in focus. Here's Jerry Jones at the press conference after they make the draft pick of the Tulsa. Offensive lineman named Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Of course. Uh, let, let me put it like this: We have both of them. Okay. This was printed three days ago. Below him, both of those players are below him. Can you see that? Steve. <laughs> Don't show him that. I'm not show him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be you, said it. I feel like these are all always the Saturday Live skits. I'm dead serious. Okay. <laughs> I'm dead serious. No, we really did have them rated below it. No, we really did. Both of them. Big Mike looks fit. <laughs> I love Big, Big Mike's the man. 
Well, <laughs> hey, man, let me just say this. The other part is I'm the looking. The good news is most of those I don't see. Gone. I'm trying to see who's on here. I'm trying to see who's on here. There wouldn't be, but uh, if they're, uh, if you take out the quarterbacks, it won't be anybody on here. <laughs> no, she didn't do anything. Jerry knew. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry knew. Okay. He had to make sure after them. Hey, D-Butt. Dallas Cowboys seem like a place I would want to play at. It just, honestly, at this point, it feels like with the ownership, with the way they allegedly you're taken care of in the community, yeah. you're going to be on national TV every single fucking week. But for whatever reason, you're not going to lose. It seems like a great place to be. Why don't they have not success? Not going to lose or win. No, I'm sorry, not oh, going to win. Yeah. Why don't they have success, you think? That's, that's a tough question. What is it? I, I mean, honestly wonder what the fuck it is. I don't about. Know. A lot of teams don't have success, honestly, but it's been a while. They're always. It's just they're so hyped up so much. Like you said, though, a lot of pros come with it, though, especially after your career. You can go on TV, probably come back 10 years later and do autograph signings and make 50 grand. So it's definitely worth it. They stink, though. Is that part of it? Like every year it's like, hey, this Cowboy, this might be the team that goes on and win the Super Bowl. And then it's, okay, so if we don't win a Super Bowl, we kind of failed here. Oh, everything's expectation in comparison to. Yeah. You know, it's a bad year in comparison to what we all thought they were going to be because Jerry Jones has hyped his team up so damn good. Mm -hmm. They got all-stars. They got uh, superstars everywhere across the lineup. I like playing for the Lakers. I just started winning time, too. You watch that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Jerry West is not happy. Uh, Supreme Court. I I didn't expect him to be based off his character. I mean, he's pretty. (laughs) He's awesome. He's a volatile character. Yeah. (laughs) He's like they got him accurate. I'm only about four episodes in, so. Oh, hold on. Me, too, I think. Yeah. Just wait till they get to Boston. I have not got to Boston. When's that, episode five? I think that might be. Yeah, is it? So it's hard to watch now because I thought I was watching a documentary. And HBO has come out, and they have stood by it. They said, we understand people are upset, but this is after years and years of research. We stand by. Even though it's not supposed to be a documentary, it is not portrayed as a documentary, we stand by our writers and creators and how they are depicting it. So HBO is coming out and saying, no, like our research says that this is how you were actually as a human. And sorry about it to Jerry. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like, did you see him give the entire breakdown of how shallow all the characters were? No, nah, not the whole breakdown. Oh, but uh-huh. I do have. Character so you saw church. one of the early <laughs> episodes when the kid came up and asked Kareem for autograph. Hey, fuck off, kid. Yeah, yeah. I did see a couple set. people that I know say, hey, I met Kareem as a kid. I got the same treatment. So <laughs> <laughs> that part of it is for sure accurate. Oh, uh, depending upon the day, you know, how sore his back is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, a superstar in there. You are unbelievable at basketball, D, but. Yeah. I enjoy it, man. Well, not five, though. Oh, yeah. No. You lose. I yeah, I get this my office. You lose. I'm not really, you know. I'm a gamer. Oh, you have to have a little bit of. Oh, yeah, I'm a gamer. It's got to be like really on the line. We're playing competitive juices flowing. You know, 100, money, all those different games. Pig, horse, I I lose enough type of shit. Oh, because you're. I'm a gamer. Five on five guy. That's a game, though. No, five on five, five, two on two, one on one. Yeah. You play knockout with your kids. AJ plays knockout with his kids every day. Mm -hmm. That's a game. Never wins. Knockout. You shoot two people in a row and then the people behind them shoot. Oh, the layup? Yeah. I never played that. I've seen it. Never played. It's a great game. Knockout's awesome. Knockout. I was actually a three-time knockout champion at my summer basketball camp. Not to brag. But Congra- congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys, D-Butt, please. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I hated knockout, personally. Hated the game. Why? I just, people tried harder than me, they won. All right, good for you. Are you playing the knockball? Self-handicapping? 
I'm not self handicapped. It's going to be hard for me to try in this game. I think like this is going to be a difficult thing for me to want to break a sweat playing right now. You know, but people oh. break a sweat playing knockout. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like if we're going to break, just train your shots. Then you don't have to. You don't have to sprint if you just make all your shots. Well, that's that's the style of knockout player I am. If I go ten for ten, I'm going to win. If not, I'm going to lose because the person behind me is going to try harder. They're going to hit my ball. I'm going to get pissed, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, God damn, i got to go fucking too quick <laughs> all the way over to get my ball. I hope you're happy. Dude. Yeah, hitting the ball, that's a completely Can't different game. If that's activated inside the knockout game, then you really have to put on your running shoes. You did not win shit. with the ball hitting. No, because that, that's kind of like the street ball version of knockout versus the professional version of knockout, which is no Yeah, don't you play hitting. like a, the yacht club, Connor? Is that where you want? Exactly. No, no, no. This is basketball camp in the town, AJ. At the Yacht Club, there was ball hitting. Okay. Of course, you scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What, I mean, what are we talking about? We're just oh, having blood fun. and guts over there. Yeah. Do you stand by saying fights. the quarterbacks are the second best basketball players on an entire I mean, if, if A-Rod say bump the receivers up, I, 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 I can follow that. I can listen with them. But most quarterbacks, I've seen, I played with some good quarterbacks. Most of them have a jumper. Uh, Josh McCown, oh, probably he's one he's of the best. Baller, yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Uh, really good. Um, even Orlowski can go a little bit. I mean, Tannehill's a good Dano? player. Yeah. A little bit. He can shoot. Tannehill's yeah. probably a player. That's wide receiver, yeah, right? Yeah, he's that. Yeah, Tannehill. Yeah. Aaron said put the wide receiver up there. He's wide receiver and quarterback. Josh McCown, that was the surprise of the internet, I think. When he was fucking angry. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Big time. He was going on, guys. There's yeah, clips yeah. of Devontae Adams in high oh, school, and yeah. he's an absolute baller. Yeah. Brady has a good J. He put that video post up his son. Oh, yeah, on his kid. He's got a little dirk in him. Yeah. He's yeah. got a little okay. dirk stuff. Quarterbacks, Glennon, I bet, is fucking nasty. Oh. Six, yeah. eight, probably just smooth from 15 off the glass. <laughs> yeah, but, bro, his eyes on the court, he has got that, yeah. He's playing point forward. Yes. I saw Nick Foles drain a deep jumper. Hey, is he in the NFL still? Where is oh. Nick Foles? Oh, still in Chicago. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's there. In this quarterback yeah. world... He has not even been chatted about. Have you ever he's played got a against statue? Him? He does. He got a statue for I, now. Him and Doug Peterson both got statues, and they're both gone. Howie Roseman though went from penthouse to outhouse. This guy fucking stinks. Why do we have an accountant as our general manager? Is what the Johns were saying in Philly. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at his Carson Wentz trade, he got Devontae Smith and AJ Brown for those picks of getting rid of Carson Wentz's. Unreal. That's impressive. That's a hell of a move. And getting the getting the contract off the books is the biggest thing, wasn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. picked up fifty seven million here from AJ Brown, I guess, but got off a hundred, I guess, yeah. million with Carson Wentz. Good for everybody, man. Smart. Well, I don't know about everybody, but yeah, good it? for everybody. I hope everybody makes a billion dollars. Oh yeah, the people. I was going to say it wasn't good for the Colts at all. Uh, we need Terry McLaurin. That's what we need here. Yeah, here. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Yeah. That's who. That's exactly who Matt Bring Ryan. Bring Terry is. home. We got the money to pay him. He's from Indy. Great locker room guy. If we're not going to resign Ty, you need like that type of leadership in that room with some young guys. Like I said, Matt Ryan. That's the type of weapon he needs. Especially even if you're going to draft in this draft at a receiver position. I think Terry Mack needs to come home. We need to get him home. Is he on the move? Is he just in that? He room? wants his money. Yeah, he's a part of that group. Who yeah. you know, one year left on his deal. The Commanders just drafted a. Uh, John Dotson. Uh, yeah, Dotson mm -hmm. in the first round, so we need to get Terry here. Well, why doesn't Terry, like, have – who's his agent? Is it Dondi? Is Tory Dondi his agent? Is, is Dondi the representative of all these wide receivers that are potentially on the move? Dondi's quite a Dondi. Yeah. Yes. Dondi's oh a champion over there. Dondi had two Dondi. wide receivers traded in the first round last night. Debo's like, hey, Tory Dondi, your fucking magic run out, pal. What's going on Terry over here? Terry McLaurin is with – Exclusive sports group is an indie based uh, agency, so I, I don't think that's Dondi. Who? Buddy Baker. Oh, I know yeah, that. Buddy that's Baker. a big name, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. 
indie. didn't know they were indie based. Yeah, indie. All right, shout buddy. Go get Ike it. buddy. Man. Bring him home, buddy. buddy. Jim go, knows buddy. Jim knows buddy. Oh, yeah, got to. Jim Chris. Ursay knows buddy. Oh, yeah. Jim. Chris. Chris. They have dinner together every, every week. Buddy and Jim? I don't see why not. <laughs> Jimmy from the Colts? I don't, I don't think Jimmy from the Colts got time for Buddy Baker. <laughs> no offense, Buddy Baker. I think Jim Ursay's got a lot of living to do. Huh? He's got his band. He's got his museum. Right. He's got his golf. Right. Did you see that photo of him last night? He fucking oh, looks so God. cool right now. Crushing it. Did you see what that? Was he? No, where was he last night? Uh, see, I don't know when the photo was. Okay. Yeah. Hey, is that photo from recent? Have we done any research on that? Not uh, sure. Miz has no idea. Room. He looked unbelievable. This photo of him? Shades. Holy shit. He had like blue light glasses on that were blue and round. Look at this. Boom. Okay, Jim. That's what I'm saying. He looks fucking very good if that's him right now. It's probably not right now. How do you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he what? looks great. But... Who the hell are you to say? Is that I'm just saying <laughs> with how it's set up. This is from yesterday. There we go. What is that? What is that? Oh, so it picture. could have been. Go back. Just his hair's a little longer here. That's what I'm saying. Uh, different shorter suit, there. Different suit. Different suit. Different suit. suit. Still blue, suit. though, because he's a cult yeah. owner. Go back to yesterday. Zoom in. Oh, yeah. What do you tweet? Oh, we thinking about making a move? <laughs> I like that they're trolling. I like yeah. it. Hey, by the way, I think he's joining us on the show on Monday. Ooh. Oh. I mean, that just came out of nowhere. Probably should have made bigger news for that. <laughs> yeah, I got a text late night, last night, from... Boom. Yeah, Jim Mercy's coming on the show Monday. Let's go. Nice. Go Look at Ballard's arms like and vascularity. Yeah. Jim, or Chris Ballard's, you know. Oh, yeah. Shredded. He is. Him and Belichick, probably the two most ripped. Jim <laughs> in the well, Belichick's doing squats. We saw him. Yeah. Yep. And benching in his garage. Ballard's doing it, I think, all day, every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim's coming on the show on Monday. I can play for They watched the show, I guess, in the. Oh. In the war room? Yeah. I don't know if Jim was in the war room the entire night or if Jim was just watching it wherever he was or he had somebody carrying a phone around, which would be awesome. <laughs> that war room, too. They're, I mean, when Bauer showed us. the room, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, juice. they were not. They got some pics tonight. Let's see what they do. There you go. They, this is where he hits, I feel Yeah. Like. This is where, yeah. if you think about Darius Leonard and Ju uh, Julian Blackman. Oh, Diane yeah. Hines and... This is um, where Chris Taylor. fucking Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, yeah. He finds great value yeah. in these picks and he's, like, very confident in it almost. He is... Too patient in my eyes. Like, he needs to fucking, you know. Yeah, go get Julio. Jarvis. Jarvis. Oh, that was out there. He's going to get healthy. Did you see his closet? And, oh, and he yeah. said. Hey, did you see that fucking guy's closet? Odell? Yeah. That was. Unbelievable. That was dope, yeah, that was a dope ass. How closet. do you even go? Who do you talk to? Do you talk to, like, a mall? You go to a mall and say, excuse me, I need this store in my house? Like, how's his house in Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. Did yeah, you was, see that? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. The lighting, the structure, the, the setup. The, the chairs shoes. with the autumn, it was, it was fire. He has a store in that his house. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I don't know how you go to... AJ, Laura Hawk. Yeah, I was about to say, that's yeah. like what your wife does, I guess. I'm for the high I haven't seen a, I haven't seen Odell, but she's definitely done some closets for athletes that were awesome. And my wife's like, okay, this is cool. Now, what? where is your wife or girlfriend going to put her stuff? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. Whoa, whoa. Not a, Odell's not doing that. Odell's oh, a romantic. Oh. Odell has. Good joke, guys. Settle down. Oh, well. I'm oh, sure wow. there's good one. Wrong with that. Is this a closet. Foot Locker? That's what we said. Yes. That's what we're talking about. That's his fucking closet in his house. $3.3 million, by Wait, the way. Wait, he did this in Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Look yeah. at the ping pong that table was, there. That was the part that surprised me. Yeah, I do see a ping pong table there in the back room, and I would assume that it is a higher ceiling than in this particular room. Is this the basement? Or, or, uh, What's that, pal? Skateboards or um, yeah, I think yeah. like skateboards. Yeah. Who's yeah, it's like Tony Hawk's? Yeah, Birdhouse. Bob Bernquist. 
No, Tony Hawk's boards are from Birdhouse. So the reason the how Odell got these boards is Tony Hawk was actually doing his hey do a kickflip tour yep. in Ohio, and Odell was gaming it. So like he because Tony used to pull Makes up sense. to random corners mm-hmm, yeah. and just say to whatever skater it was, hey do a kickflip, and if they did a kickflip, he would literally pull a board out of the back. Yep. Odell met him at every corner that he was at in Cleveland. Yeah, he put on a different hat. And yeah. Just fucking kickflip. Got like twenty five boards from him. Yeah. Piece. Straight from Tony. You know, chairs are comfy. No. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe depending on how tall you are. Yeah, you know that's the thing. Like, what do you think they're made out of? Gator? Like, fucking leather? Is that fucking like ostrich? Is that croc? Looks like is that is that, that boa? Is that caiman mm, croc? Could gator, be bow. That's gator gator tails. Right that's there. gator. Oh, they got a little caiman in there. Oh, I need caiman croc chairs so I can look at my goddamn shoes. <laughs> What's that one piece of art? Look at the different lighting on each. Is he selling this or what? Yes, three point three million or something like that. Look at the different lighting on each shelf of the goddamn shoe rack. Does yeah. it go by color as well? I mean, that's easy. You could do that yourself, though. I yeah, know, but... Nice LEDs at Walgreens. I understand you could do that, but who's actually doing it? That's a lot of yeah. wiring. Are you, do, are you doing that? I have it on my TV, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. People, those TV, LEDs okay. are huge now. Shout out to your TV. 80 inches? Are you living well? You yeah. got an 80-inch TV? Yep. What is that? That's a fucking 4,000 square foot area. <laughs> <laughs> like, is, you think that's no problem? Just ping, tum, tum, you tum. stick it up there. It's it's uh, adhesive. You do it. My daughter has it in her, in her room. Yeah. So maybe I could do this. Jeez, your daughter has a big room. It. We could do it to your desk. It'd look pretty sweet. Oh, it looks more dope your, than your desk does have I was going to say, say doesn't, doesn't <laughs> you do that down there? That's, we do have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's we right. We do have these in the bottom of the stage. Forgot all about that. That was a big oh, piece hey. I was added. Oh, there they go. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Turn the lights on. Nice little blue hue. Turn it. We have no cameras to show it. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, there you go. You Sop can change Odell. that color, though. Can't you change that color? Oh, oh yes. dang. Oh, yeah. Looks sweet. Yeah, it had to be there. Hey, Odell, yeah. come to Indy. Check it out. Feels like. Oh, here we go. Welcome to <laughs> first round Fallout Feel Good Friday. Woo! We were a night show there for a second. That was pretty cool. You that's think that's cool. good for resale in Cleveland? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see yeah. Amari Cooper. If LeBron yeah, comes back. Right cool. Yeah, you got to trade that house with Amari. You got to trade houses. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Maybe Sean Watson. The Guardians Just get will buy it. Sean Watson probably got a lot of shoes. $230 million. He's getting more than $3.3 million. House that's all. Yeah. Ohio money goes a long way. That was $3.3 million, that house. Yeah. I mean, What did LeBron have? He had like a $30 million house. Didn't he in Cleveland or something like yeah. that? He built like a whole cul-de-sac. He built his house. Ohio. Yeah. Indiana, Ohio. People are like, Pat, why are you in Indiana still? It's like, I, don't know, I got like two episodes of Cribs Houses at this place. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that anywhere else ever. Like, it is, the money goes a long way. That house in LA, it's like $50 million. Yeah, it's absurd. And I mean, you just mentioned Deshaun's contract there. He's going to be able to get like an AJ Hawk size house. Yes. Which is something yeah. which you're saying. Why would he do that in Cleveland, though? You don't want to do that for your, like, forever home. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying about Odell here. Like, Odell was planning on staying in Cleveland, yeah. it looked like. He really in fact, he even absolutely. bought a place in Cleveland. He moved all that's his shoes there. Yeah. yeah. Takes a lot of time. He was only, he was like, like his second year of his deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was planning on staying, and then his dad was like, we can't do it. This fucking guy doesn't even look at you. <laughs> and then he won a Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Jan> Baker. <laughs> hey, that's your guy. Darius nah. has gone on numerous networks yes. now. Yeah. He's been the guy for Baker. Top 10 quarterback. What were you whoa, on? You, you were on Fox? Yeah, top yeah, 10. He was on Fox. To start a franchise He's with. a starter. You were on there with Acho and I think... Uh, Joy? Joy. Joy. Yeah. Acho yep. and Joy. And the thing was like, Baker Mayfield's on the move. And you were like, 
Whoever gets him in a Super Bowl immediately, wow. mm-hmm. and then you're on with Jim Rome. I think same thing. Yep. Like, hey, what are your thoughts? Clone. What are your Clones. What is your thought on Blair. Baker Mayfield? You're like, thank you for asking. I'm actually the authority on Baker Mayfield. I've watched film on Baker Mayfield so much. This guy, top six, top seven, yeah. you put him in the right position. And then on this show, you did too. Media spins it. I, I knew it was spun <laughs> when Orlowski hit me. He was like, hey, welcome to the club. But no, not in, I'm not in whatever club that is. Baker. <laughs> Baker. I think Dan said he was more as accurate as a quarterback as Drew Brees that he's Whoa. seen. But uh, Baker's a starting quarterback. Top 20, 25. So I think. Um, <sighs> Especially only one going in the uh, draft last year. I mean, last night in the first round. I think he'll get a job starting opening week. Uh, Dan Orlovsky. You know, you went to college with him. Yep. Friend of ours. Friend Mm -hmm. of ours. Yeah. Friend of ours. Friend of most of us. What the fuck? What's that all about? You shaved your mustache and you're a fucking asshole? Dan Orlovsky's coming out and saying a lot of stuff about the Patriots. Last year, they had a top five offense. This year, he doesn't think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, this guy flips and flops like a fish. Well, that's, I mean. (laughs) It's a new season. As information is unfolding, remember, he said Mac Jones is in the scariest situation in all of the NFL because he doesn't have a consistent voice in his ear. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, he's worried about the Patriots. Yeah, and then Rob Nikovich comes on and says, who's better to learn about NFL defenses than Bill Belichick? I think that makes a lot more sense than what Dan Orlovsky's spinning. But, hey, he, this guy also said Carson Wentz is a top-five quarterback. All right. So. Okay. <laughs> no yeah, he did. But he was Dan in the MVP yeah. conversation after the trade. Dan Orlovsky. Yep. Dan Orlovsky steps in the batter's box on every single topic. Has to. Okay, he steps in, and he's not just watching the ball go by. No, no. He's taking fucking hacks at yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. This is your guy. You went to school with him. You understand? Did he have any reaction uh, on the draft last night? Any teams? Uh, yeah, he said the Giants. So, the, not, uh, I said the Lions are going to be a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the Packers. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe he said. Uh, Hell yeah. There you go, Abby. Hell yeah. <laughs> Foxy in the back. The Giants, I think he said, had the greatest draft he's ever seen. Yeah, in like the history that. of the league. And then if it oh, was, yeah, since, since they drafted Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> yep. That's what it was. That's right. <laughs> Which, What's your problem? Why are you laughing like that? I mean, you got. I mean, he's on TV every day, man. You guess. I guess that's what you got to do. Yeah. So, you hey, know. our friend Dan has made fucking quite a name for hey, himself. Yeah. He has talks about everything. He the stands, authority of quarterback. He is a quarterback. He was right about Stafford, bro. He stands in the paint, though. You know, got to like he stands. He he is always right underneath the hoop. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I respect that. He says, uh, "Oh, this is the greatest of all time." So in doing that, he's just stepping right under the hoop with his feet still moving. Mm-hmm. So there's no charge coming, but everybody just comes on his head, yeah. basically. Boom, boom, oh. boom. And then guess what Dan Orlovsky does? He fucking gets right back in. The- Damn right. <laughs> this guy. AJ. Come on. Grow up. Get your head out of the freaking gutter, buddy. Okay, okay, guys. You don't think any of the fans of this program were thinking the same thing? No. no. Not until you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this coming off the Austin Theory situation, like, I just don't want it to be a habit. Uh, theory. So it's theory, theory, buddy. I beat the Austin off him. All right. So anyways, he's going every day, though. He's going right back under the hoop. Shuffling his feet and getting yammed on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Getting yammed on. Directly all over him. Has he always been like this? Is this what Orlovsky's always been like? Just come on. Hey, he's a confident guy. He watches the film. And uh, like I said, you're on TV every day. You got to go out there. You got to put your neck out there, man. Do you respect mm-hmm. uh, the film study that he does? I feel like you do some of the best film study on the internet. And Dan started out as a very bland oh, yeah. film guy on the internet. Uh, I mean, here this guy is. His first cup. No, that's not what he sounded like at all. Maybe. I don't know what this is all about, honestly. I don't know what this is all about with Orlovsky. Orlovsky's he got some real. He got some real Dan beef over there. It's, yeah. It felt like yeah. he did it. It really he was did. informative. 
Yeah, there, his first couple, though, when he was first getting into it, he was great. Oh, yeah. He was great immediately, but there was just... Put you to sleep. Yeah, it was yeah. a snoozer, though, the entire time. Then mm-hmm. he kind of became... Uh, and he is very good at what he does, but now he is Dan Orlovsky. So, like, everything Dan Orlovsky says is going to get attacked. I really, I really love when him and, um, and Ryan Clark are up there together. And they're talking about the, the offensive perspective, the defensive perspective. Uh, but, yeah, that's how he got in. Actually, you know, throwing the videos up on Twitter and then, uh, you know, execs and people paid attention to it. But once you get, you know, on TV and you got to do it every day, you got to have these takes, especially on these different networks, you know, you got to come with some shit every day. So I don't know. We're live every single day. Yeah. It's different. We just mm-hmm. fuck around. We do. Well, we give our takes, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. We give our takes. Yeah. Cole Strange, Hall of Famer. Okay, that's one of them. Boom. Fear. Is he going to wear this in the NFL? Yeah, we got to. You're fucking, you're goddamn right he's going to wear that. Hey, what got you to the dance? You know what I mean? Not yeah, being able to see right. a portion of the field that everybody else can see. Uh-huh. Look at you him. know, science. Absolute stud. Doctor? Yeah. He's a doctor of fucking kicking ass. What? And being nasty. This guy's a doctor? Doctor of fucking football, yeah. University of Tennessee at Chattanooga is handing out doctorates? What, what yeah. is he a doctor of? PhD in pancake blocking. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. He's not an actual doctor. No. <laughs> yes, he is. Why do we fucking toss a doctor in front of this guy? Because his last name's Strange. It's a Marvel comic thing. Go on. You don't know <laughs> Doctor Strange. You don't know Doctor Strange. Of course. What does Doctor Strange do? Fucking everything. Eat defensive lineman for breakfast. So, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Is in Marvel. Was that in the movie that I watched where they all battled against each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. Actually, he was the guy that created all those. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, the lasso? Bingo. Yeah. That was the travel it, Yeah, thing? and he mm-hmm. was like glitching, looking at all the time scenarios. That's what Doctor Strange does on fucking might, running past. I have one of the time stones. Yeah, he does. He's or, a pretty or, important piece of that. Oh, yeah. Just like Cole Strange. Oh. So Doctor Cole Strange. Doctor Strange is our guy. Teleporting around. Te- exactly. Into the secondary, fucking busting open holes. He did a lot of recruiting, didn't he? That guy that was fucking throwing the lasso time portal thing around? Yeah, yeah, He was getting everyone together just like he's going to get the whole offensive line together. He was just popping into people's fucking days. They're yeah. just walking mm-hmm. around and boom, mm-hmm. the guy with the lasso travel portal thing's here. And he, hey, need to come try to kill yourself. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's Dr. Strange in the secondary, blocking safeties and linebackers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what this show brings. That's right. That's the type of stuff you can't hear anywhere else. Bingo. These will be counted before uh-huh. Wednesday. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Winner Wednesday. All the winners will be announced from the Draft Spectacular. D-Bud, how many are in here? 1,578. Oh, That's a good guess. Good guess. Yeah. Is there a reason you went with 78, not 77? Did you see one late? No, I just like even numbers. <laughs> yeah? God damn, that looks good. Yeah. There's been a couple times today. Should we eat them all and count them? Yeah, someone going to eat them? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, if I yeah, eat one right now, much. we have to write that down that as a plus one. Starts as one. Because people were guessing last night with this. Correct. Yes. That amount. We should divvy them up and just all eat them and count yeah. how many we who, all who eat. Who poured them in? Anybody got, like, a ballpark or just no clue? Nobody has a clue. I poured them in. So you got a ball. You know if it's, like, over What's the range? 1,000. Yeah, I f- don't be... I just yeah, not giving anything away. I between math, what? Between so. eight hundred and fifteen hundred? You and AJ both. Listen to AJ right now. AJ's trying to win this thing. Actually. Yeah, like he will tweet out the act, like what he. Uh, okay, Bill, you too. Bill, put that tweet out for me, Bill. All right, Bill. Bill's in your basement. All right, get him out. <laughs> this thing can't close though. He's behind you because of how much is. Uh, it's a big oh, bin. Huge. It weighs a lot, too. Hey, you might want to tape that top on there because you know that's going to fall and spill. It's not. This thing is okay. sturdy. Yeah. yeah. You don't know yeah. shit. Well, it'll make it to Wednesday. It will. What do we... Uh-huh. 
What's your fucking deal? How many were in the water bottle last year? Well, I believe like 178. It's pretty heavy. That thing fucking crushed someone's skull. It's not 1500. (laughs) If it was only 178 in a bottle. Uh, You don't know that, though. 178 in a bottle. What are we even talking about? Yeah. Oh, in the Gatorade bottle. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? It was around there. Because I remember it wasn't filled up all the way. If, uh, if Yeah, it was three quarters filled yeah. and it was... Uh, Dissolved from the water. There's water in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we had to count what, what size Gatorade bottle? Fingers. 32 ounce? No, 32. I'm not telling. Okay. Oh, you're right, D-Buck. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. What's that? The number is way too high. I'm going it's got to be under. 1,157. 794. Wrong. I think that's close. That's not right. You guys are completely wrong. Hey, I did think you guys, guys just hit it, Pat? You uh, did you know that Poopy's got his hand bitten off by a shark a couple months back or a year, a couple years ago? <laughs> Who? Poopies. Poopies. Poopies are got him back. Yeah. Oh Listen, yeah. You will know Poopies. Poopies. Poopies might be the dumbest human ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's entertaining though. He they found another dumb white to go ahead it's out. It's all there. a bit. It's a bit. No way. No way. Either way, he's a star. Jackass will be able to do that forever. It oh, feels yeah. like just find some poopies. Poopies is a star. Uh, no, there's find no poopies. more poopies hanging around. There's only one poopies on the earth. Have you seen Jackass? Were you ever into the Jackass? Oh yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah, they're not still. There's, doing it. there's another one. They have a next generation of them, and uh, one of them's name is Poopies, and he is a treat. Poopies is a treat. Let's go. It's a long run. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're 20 years after the first Jackass. Yeah. Or the last Jackass. I forget. First one, I think. First, first movie still, came out in 2002. They still, they're going. A lot of dick. Impressive. Lot, there's Poopies. That's Poopies. That's Poopies. That's Poopies right there. Poopies. Weapons. What you're thinking of Poopies right now, times it by 10. <laughs> he got his He got his, his, his hand bit off. I, shark. I don't know if that's true. I don't think that hey, was during it. Shark Week. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. I did, this happened before the Jackass movie, like two years ago. This is how Poopies was probably introduced to Tremaine to come to Jackass. Mm-hmm. What? Probably, he was swarmed by sharks. They had to, they like they. It was it was serious. They had to rush him in, and yeah, his hand was hanging and everything. Isn't that kind? Of, there's Poopies getting bit by a snake for like the fourth time. It's <laughs> like the fourth time they did this because he couldn't get the shot. They mm-hmm. said couldn't get yep. the shot. Line him back up. <laughs> They're just fucking with wow. poopies. And poopies are just, oh, poopies. man, I thought we get it. You know, <laughs> we did all things. Shark Week, though, if poopies came in and saved Shark Week, that'd be awesome. Because for 10 years, all Shark Week was, a different group of whites would get in those shark-infested waters every 30 minutes, and we'd be watching to see if they get fucking bit. It was always during training camp. I had nothing else to do. Everybody's in meetings. I'm watching this. Nobody ever got bit. Never even, sometimes didn't even see a fucking shark. Mm-hmm. We really thought there'd be right. a great white here, even though they all have trackers on them. Apparently, they're not even in the area. We'll be back tomorrow. It's like, ah, right, you're wasting our time. We know you guys aren't going to get bit. Poopies went in there and just got fucking bit, you're saying? Yeah, they like chummed the water a bunch, and then they tried to, <laughs> well, they took chum, him. Chum, he was chum. being towed from a jet ski over a ramp with a wakeboard on, and as soon as he went in, boom, bit his hand, and then they're trying to get him out, and there's sharks everywhere, and he couldn't get the wakeboard off. It's pretty, pretty serious. Man, I did not know Shark Week had a fastball. <laughs> what the fuck? I did not know I was, Shark Week had a fastball. Yeah. They I assumed all all everyone speed. knew. Oh, yeah. Shark Week fucking stinks. I haven't seen the poopy segment yet, and I'll look into it, <laughs> yeah. but Shark Week I is it. the most overrated. Yeah, I don't watch it. I've gotten to the point where I'm angry at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't watched Shark Week in years. First, That's a photo of it. Right first before. five, six Shark Weeks, so awesome. And then you, you learn, oh, I'm being conned. <laughs> this ain't Shark Week. Yeah. This ain't no, this is swimming yeah. water. Right. Week. Unfortunately. That's what this is. It does it? look like he bit his, like, thumb off. The shark. Oh, that's Poopies. no big deal. Poopy gives everything a good on. nine out of ten. What do you got? I got a shark cage before. Me, where Bahamas? Bahamas Bimini. Yeah, wow. I think I've been. Yeah. Bull sharks. Did you have the thing over your head? 
Like the no, spaceship I, thing? No, I just got in the, uh, it's like a, it's a cage. And you had like, a, obviously where, you know, people video. How'd you breathe? Scuba stuff? I just go under there. Oh, so you had the snorkel or no? You just went free diving. Do we have a snorkel? I oh, had it that. was like a deep one. I had no, the, no, no. Go back up. I had that. We up. like we literally came like walked into this little cage, uh, jumped in. You go under, and they they throw the chum in there, and they come in. You know, they get in the shit. You touch out. one? Hell no, fuck no. Yeah, they probably told you directly, do not <laughs> nah, touch one of these shirts. They were throwing the shit. I had to hey throwing it too. They were you know trying to be funny, throw it right at the cage. <laughs> and you got this space <laughs> where you know they record, yeah. and like it, you kind of floating a little bit, so you know you get a little. She was scary. You're not boy, you'd never do it again? I'd do it again. It was fun. Okay, so you'd dive back in there, chum the water up a little bit more. Let's go ahead it's and dance. Just, you know, just throw it a little out there, you know. Just get them close. Oh, you want to see it, not feel it. Yeah, I don't want the chum to, you know, actually need to get in the fucking mm-hmm. cage. I went, I went down the Bahamas. I had the... Uh, they have one where you go out in the ocean, I think, too, in the Bahamas. Yeah. They have a bunch of shark shit. I had the one where you put on, like, that space head, yeah. and you, it gives you air, and you can kind of swim around, basically. And it was I, just, got, hey, you go, I got a guy who'll take you down there with some hammerheads. Oh, he does, does he, it every day. Does he I feed them Jane. beforehand so they're happy so they don't bite me? No clue. Do they give them drugs and kind of calm them down. What do they no, do? No, man. They, they, yeah. They're comfortable out there, though. <laughs> What's that, AJ? They got them all. They find all the sharks that give them Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You got to wear a chain link. Yep. That they come open up like an old, old folks' home or a psychiatric hospital. Hey, take your meds, guys. And they open up and they throw them out. That's sick. That's awesome. I would assume if they were... They did not do that for poopies, unfortunately. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, those sharks, one of those sharks uh, missed the daily pill. At least one. Seemed like it happens. All right, let's get out of here. What a, what a week. What, what a week. week. What a incredible week. Good week. A lot of M&Ms. I will tell you, I was trying to count this here while you guys were talking, just this one row here. And you can multiply. I was going to think about doing it, but these peanut M&Ms are so fucked up shaped. Yeah. yeah. There's no real rhyme or reason in it. No, it doesn't sack evenly. What's their problem? Well, <laughs> all, right. all right. They're coming in. That's 24 in. grit. A little smooth. They're feathering uh-huh. the edge now. Yeah, a little smooth. <laughs> a little work. Okay, around. You. Uh, thanks, everybody, for their hard work. Thank you to uh, Rappaport. Thanks to Shregs. Thanks to Glazer stopping yeah. by. Thank you, Glazer. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to D-Buck coming to the studio. Appreciate you, man. AJ, great week. Boys, great week. Incredible week. Enjoy the weekend, huh? We got SmackDown tonight. Hell yeah. Uh, hey, enjoy it. Hammer Down's in 15 minutes. Hell yeah. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Hammer. Done. You all are the best. Winners will be announced on Wednesday for the PMS Draft Spectacular. Bruce got to go to work. It's cool. Uh, I... I'm the one that did all the work. I don't know how much you were in the original things that I was dumping no, out. No, no. I don't even know what the estimation is, so I couldn't even tell you. I have a rough yeah. estimate. 1,058. Final? Yep. Final? 888. 758, you said, or something? 794. All right. 777. 967. Actually, pick it now. 888. Oh, wait, maybe Mitch. Two. Shut up. It's 639. Six. Yeah, uh, I was going to say 624. Okay. Z? Uh, 2100. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Price is right rules will be in yes. effect here. Yeah, smart. Okay. Closest without going over. Dumpy? 907. All right. Give me $1. Wow. 1,000. $1,078. No, one. I'm just taking one. Don't box oh, me. Oh, light, lightest one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going one because it is Price is Right rules. True. So if everyone's over, you win. Yeah. Well, you said 600? Yeah. Why'd you do that? I wanted to do the one thing. You boxed, dude. 
Yeah, I'm 624. I'm screwed now. One Well, I got it right on the button, so I did the math. Can I go? Can I have two? No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. What's your second one? You want two? <laughs> <laughs> You're a terrible guy. I don't have one anymore. I'm not a part of it because that would be rude if I was. Part True, of it. and if you might win. If in, the, in this room, if somebody's closest without going over, what are they winning? You get all the prizes. Eat them all. You get to eat them all. Yeah. Yes. All right, we'll ship them to you guys. You were pretty locked in. You've been counting this thing. I don't know. Circumference. Exactly. Do, yeah. do the do yeah, the volume. Thing. I'm sure you can find online. You height can figure this out. Width times height. Pythagorean. That's volume. The, yeah, the volume. That's what you're looking it for. It doesn't matter, though, because like you said, all of the There's fucking not. M&Ms are shaped differently. Bro, look at this one. Uh, uh, this uh, one. Whoa, uh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at this one. Look how tiny this one is. Yeah. And then look at this big son of a bitch. Yeah, it might have two peanuts in there. Two thousand know I mean? might be two closer. Difference. You know? That's only two. Jesus. <laughs> and then look at this one. This is one. This is not two. This is one. No Someone, yeah, that has thing. two peanuts in it, though. That may doesn't be Doesn't matter. Nope, doesn't matter. And then this one is the same. You know? So, like, I don't know how. It's tough. 969, I think, is the one. All right, good luck to everybody. I already won. <laughs> grand champion prize of 15 grand for uh, one of the watch for last night. Thank you to everybody. Have a great weekend. You are the best. Bye. See you Monday. See you, AJ. Have a good weekend, AJ. See you, AJ. Thanks. You too.